0: It's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Thank you. Welcome. It's uh, not even 6 minutes past the hour. Let's get right into it. We'll have some open forum coming up in 1 hour. We have Senator Bill Gormley who will join us at 7:35. Not only a terrific inaugural US Rowing Indoor Atlantic City Rowing Championship event, but a world record setting event. Really it was quite extraordinary. Hope you caught some of our written coverage over the weekend. We did quite a bit of it. Uh, A big announcement coming up at 8.05. I think we have a command performance coming up at 8.35, but I'm going to keep that in abeyance until I know that I've got him, and then we'll reveal uh, who it is. And the 9 o'clock hour, Mayor Charles Kane. All right, so since we were last together, Saturday in the afternoon, The military shot down the Chinese spy balloon with one missile uh, after it was over the ocean uh, near South Carolina. What just doesn't seem to add up, number one, that the president knew since January 28th, but the American people didn't know. That's a terrible thing. That this is going on. And let's be honest. They weren't going to tell us. A civilian spotted the balloon. And that's when we found out about it. Six days later or whenever it was, February 2nd. Joe Biden allowed this to go over Alaska. Montana, North Dakota, Wyoming, Nevada, all the way through the country. And then out on the coast, then shot it down. Does anybody believe I'm going to tell you right now? I don't for a second. There's a few things about this story that smells terrible. Does anyone believe that last Wednesday, Joe Biden told the military to shoot it down? And they waited until Saturday afternoon. I don't believe that for a second. I mean, you have spots in Montana where it's miles and miles and miles, because keep in mind, if you're gonna shoot it down over the water, you have ten miles. That's it. Because then you get into some international incident. You can claim ten miles as your territory. None of this none of the as usual, Lion Biden, it's what he does. He lies about everything. And I know he's lying about this. Then they can't even get their story straight. Is it three times? Is it four times that they say the Trump administration had this happen? Meanwhile, President Trump, John Radcliffe, an absolute Trump hater, John Bolton, and others all say no way, no how, never happened. But this is how they work. The Biden administration believes they can blame everything on Trump. And if they can't directly blame it on Trump, then they say, well, Trump, Trump did it. Trump did it. He we did it once. He did it four times. First, it was three. Then it was four. So it can't be too bad. Trump did it four times. And then Biden admits that four months ago it happened again. So the path of this Chinese spy balloon went over at least the following bases. All Air Force bases. Maelstrom Air Force Base, Minot Air Force Base, Grand Forks Air Force Base, Warren Air Force Base, and uh, Nellis Air Force Base. And then all through the country and then out. I, I just have to believe this because I just I know what my eyes see. Biden is completely compromised by China. They were going to let Anthony Blinken. It's not Anthony. It's Anthony. They were going to let Antony Blinken go to China with China flying a spy balloon. And he came back like, oh, it's just a balloon. No, no, it's not. It's not the balloon. It's the device that's the size of what, two or three buses that was below the balloon. You might say the balloon is old technology. But not what was flying below it. Just lie after lie after lie. And what do you think the U.S. Navy divers are going to recover? I mean, the thing was shot down at like 60,000 feet and smashes into the water. Electronics into the salt water. What's going to be left? I don't know what would have been left if they would have shot it over Alaska or Montana. But it would have been better than this. Look, I understand if you shoot it over land and it falls and kills a person or people, crashes through whatever and, and, and hurts and kills people, that, that that's not it's not impossible. But if you I don't know in Montana. The distance between each property, but it's very common for it to be like, I think, like 10 miles So here he is at it again, lying Biden. God, can you imagine? I am not going to watch. I refuse. I refuse to lose sleep. And it's not even like I would lose sleep over it. I would be losing sleep watching it. And I won't do it. The State of the Union address, I heard a member of Congress half hour or an hour ago call it, Rainbows and unicorns. I mean, they, they're actually you had this this goofy, this goofy, terrible pothole, Pete, terrible secretary of uh, transportation say that Joe Biden, I forget the word he used, but it means extraordinary. He didn't say transformational, some grandiose description of what an exceptional president Joe Biden is and has been. I mean, it's just it's madness. Listen, 31 percent. This is in a Democrat poll. ABC Washington Post. 31 percent of Democrats want Joe Biden to run for reelection. Democrats, 31 percent. This is not some transformational accomplished presidency presidency. This is a presidency that has brought pain, abject failure, record crime, record inflation, record illegal border crossings, to name a few. It is not a record of accomplishment. I mean if they, if they if they get away with this one of somehow snookering the American people. Go read the article that I wrote yesterday the prices for food are i mean they are out of control completely out of control you've got a gallon of milk costing about a dollar 50 more than a gallon of gasoline you get milk from a cow you pasteurize it and you put it in a bottle. A gallon of gasoline has to be extracted from the earth, refined. I mean, it's unbelievable what's going on. And they're going to tell us how, how, great, how great this is. This uh, sp- Chinese spy balloon was egregious violation by China of American airspace. That should have been shot out of the sky immediately. But then they get away and nobody challenges it. I am. We're saying, oh, no, last administration three times. And they said then they said four times, I guess, three times didn't wasn't enough. Oh, oh and by the way, uh, this happened four months ago, too. They tell us it's uh, they're unbelievable. Tomorrow, on the same day as the fake State of the Union address, the Republican majority in the House of Representatives will announce that there will be a investigation of Biden balloon gate. They're not calling it that, but I did. So they'll announce that tomorrow. I mean, the the list is long. Look at the list of things they have to investigate. Don't forget, it wasn't that long ago when this administration, through the Attorney General of the United States, called parents who were attending school board meetings because they love their children and they care about their children's education and they don't want this woke Grooming and indoctrination that's going on. They were investigated for being domestic terrorists. Meanwhile, the true domestic terrorists, and they know exactly who they are, committing crime and all kinds of physical damage, bodily damage, they don't get arrested, they don't get investigated. It's no problem. They're called peaceful protesters. Yeah, this is this is where we're at. It is it is a true moment of truth in American history where good is being portrayed as evil. Cops are evil. Parents are evil. Scumbag thieves and and violent offenders are good guys. How did think about this? How did we get here? How did this become the agenda of the Democrat Party? And you never hear Mike Suleiman and all these other wonderful Democrats. You don't ever hear them say a word. They just go along with all of it. Fantastic news. Back in a moment. Please don't go away. It is a jam-packed morning here today. Why? Because no one does what we do. This is the Hurley in the Morning program at 17 minutes past the hour.
2: Fox News commentary.
3: Spy balloons over the USA. Sounds like a Disney movie, but in Biden's America, it's real life. It only took a few days to shoot it down. Joe wanted to let it finish spying first. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next.
4: Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. They do not care if the value of your retirement is sacrificed. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon It is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold.
3: Or a plane. It could have been a Valentine's gift from Fang Fang to Congressman Swalwell, but it definitely was a Chinese spy balloon, and it floated over our country spying for several days before it was finally shot down. And that communist balloon was allowed to travel more freely in our country than an unvaccinated tourist. But Joe wanted to cover up the balloon situation until the thing was so obvious they couldn't hide it anymore. He didn't want to put a damper on Secretary Blinken's planned and now canceled trip to Beijing. This is also typical of this administration. A clown show, now with balloons too. How fitting. Borders left open, skies undefined. and fifth graders learning how to twerk from drag queens while Chinese students study quantum physics. Anyone think this is going to end well? This is what happens when your president is weak and his party puts China first. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show Tommy Laren is Fearless at Outkick.com.
0: When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk
1: Radio app. One last thing on the balloon because it's... It's something you could get, we could just get stuck on that, and and I don't want to. But how does this work? Our United States intelligence, they have now told us, if that's not oxymoronica, I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but they tell us that Chinese spy balloons, they use the term transited the United States several times and went undetected. How does that happen? Isn't it somebody's job to be the cop and the spy? Now, I know planes fly, what, like maybe 48,000 feet or something like that. And this was at 60,000 feet. A plane's not going to fly at 60,000 feet. But we don't have people watching. Wouldn't Wouldn't you think, like, I'm being honest with you, if I was in charge... I would make that somebody's job. We just have to keep keep a watchful eye. Can I rhyme about what's in the sky? But they don't. And then they say, oh, no, no, it happened twice, so no problem. It's not we didn't fail to tell you. No, no, no. And And, and it happened to Trump three times. No, no, make it four times. Everybody, President Trump, a number of his top national security and defense officials all refute this Biden lie that the uh, Chinese surveillance balloons did this during the Trump administration. Uh, They make it very, very clear it never happened. There's no way it could happen. And the president not be told the director of national intelligence, not be told uh, National Security Advisor, John Bolton, who does not like Trump even a little bit. he ha- And he's running against him in the Republican primary. He has said it didn't happen. It just didn't happen. But they think they get away with everything. Obama did it. He blamed Bush for eight years. Credit for everything. Blame for nothing. Biden's blaming Trump for everything. And if he can't blame Trump he then says Trump did it too. I do want to tell you one story, though, that I thought was very interesting, though. The F-22 that took down the China surveillance balloon used the call sign Frank 01. And this is an homage to a heroic pilot from World War I. So the F-22 pilots... That shot down the Chinese surveillance balloon. Uh, they, um, they did this in the name of a World War I fighter ace. He was known as the Arizona Balloon Buster. He's credited. We, where, where's the Arizona Balloon Buster when we need him? Frank. He's uh, credited with shooting down 14 German surveillance balloons. So that's good. I think his name was Frank Luke. Luke was a second lieutenant. He was killed after attempting an unauthorized balloon hunting mission behind enemy lines. His reputation as a hero was so prolific that after his death, it was rumored he killed seven additional German soldiers who approached him as he lay dying before succumbing to a lethal machine gun wound. He was awarded a posthumous medal of honor for his military victories and bravery. Quote, he was one of the most daring aviator and greatest fighter pilot of the entire war. Captain Eddie Rickenbacker said of Luke, according to the Air Force Rickenbacker was the leading ace, while Luke was America's second-ranking ace in World War One. It's kind of interesting. Rickenbacker is so famous, but Luke really is not. Ace airmen are credited with shooting down five or more aircraft, and Luke achieved the status in two missions over the course of two days. Rickenbacker added, "Quote: His life is one of the brightest glories." of our air service. What a great comment that is. The modern day balloon surveillance device shot down on Saturday, which Chinese officials acknowledge came from their country. Now they have a story though to tell. They they will tell you that this was a civilian situation and get a load of this. This is how confident they are that our president is a joke. They fly this surveillance illegally violating American airspace egregiously. So and China is now saying that us shooting it down. This is like how Biden runs this country with what I'm I'm about to tell you. China now says America took provocative action and that they reserve the right To respond at any time, can you believe this? This, this is how crazy it is. When I tell you that we are living, it's it's not just dystopian; it it is a full blown bizarro world. China illegally enters our airspace. Airspace they're spying on us. They're flying over at least five military air force bases. And collecting who knows what other data, we do nothing about it, and we shoot it down when it's over the water after it traveled through the entire country. I mean, everybody that, that has a, a brain that's, that's alert, that's thinking, that's awake, uh, is saying Biden let China get everything they wanted, and then he shot it down because they own him. Look, I don't care your politics – the Biden family has taken millions of dollars from China. They, they shouldn't have national security clearance. They should be considered a national security threat. They're blackmailable. They bear watching. And I'm not speaking about the Chinese right now. And that's the story. That's what really is going on. They knew before that plane got to Alaska... Forget about the continental United States flight through. They knew when it got to Alaska, before it got to Alaska, they knew about it. Does anybody think they were really going to? Well, first of all, they say that it happened four months ago. Well, we weren't told. So you think it's fair to conclude they weren't going to tell us this time either? There's no way they would have. Only that citizen that found the balloon. And then the media started covering it. And then Biden said nothing for days and days and days. Then after it shut, it shut down, Biden says that he ordered the military on Wednesday, last Wednesday. I still have faith. Look, some of the political people at the top, I have no faith in them. But I still have great faith in our military. No faith in the Department of Justice no faith in the FBI, little faith in the judiciary, no faith in the White House. But there's no way they were going to tell us. They, they didn't really tell us. A civilian found it. And then the media told the American people. As Biden kept being asked questions, it would just walk away with no answer. I'm not answering anything except for what I'm here to talk about, because then you won't cover, always blames you for why he can't say something about what he should be saying. Hey, Bidenomics sucks. I don't need to hear him talk ever about his economic record. And don't think for a second. I don't know what Chuck Malibu going to say tomorrow, but... Don't think for a second that we created 517,000 new jobs in, in January. I'm sorry. I, I'm not buying that. There's no way. No way. Companies aren't hiring right now. They're laying off. 517,000. Why don't we just make it a million, 517,000? In fact, make it $2 million. Make it that unemployment is negative 89%. That we have 189% of the American people working. Just, just whatever, you, make up whatever you want. Because everything they do is a lie. And it's, it's becoming just about unbearable. But a good many people, Democrats that are in the tank and others who don't pay attention, They don't care. They don't know. It's like everything is just fine. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. There was a world record set at the Atlantic City Convention Center this weekend. We'll be talking about it with Senator Gormley and more coming up uh, in about an hour. Atlantic City firefighter. through the boardwalk we have covered that more than anyone the fire on the boardwalk across from the Ocean Casino Resort and read all about it but you already know all about it food prices are out of control
5: From the Townsville, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. The nicest days this week will be today and Wednesday. The other days are in total flops, but we'll have to talk about some clouds, breezes, and raindrops. Mostly sunny and dry today, breezy at times, high of 52 degrees. Clear, cool, and calm tonight, low 31. Turning mostly cloudy and a bit cooler tomorrow, high 48. And early evening rain shower possible tomorrow, too. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. If you have a damp
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
5: Healthy Life.
0: Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Thank you. Welcome back. 39 minutes past the hour. We'll have some open forum right after the 7 o'clock news break. Senator Bill Gormley at 7.35. We have a breaking news announcement coming up with Joe O'Donohue, an Anchor Harbor Township committeeman at 805 I think we have um, a pretty big guest at 835, but I'm not saying anything until I've actually got him. Otherwise, we'll have more open forum and Mayor Charles Kane in the nine o'clock hour. I guess I'll bring up that goofy uh, flag football stuff. I put it on for a few minutes. It it, it looked terrible. I just have to be honest, unwatchable. But I did see a clip a few hours ago. Eli Manning, uh, not, not Eli, Peyton Manning who Eli coached the NFC, Peyton coached the AFC, which makes sense. That's the two leagues they played in. Uh, Peyton wasn't happy. Uh, He goes, you're not allowed to run. Uh, I think you're allowed to run one time or something. I don't know enough about it, but it just – it looked goofy. And um, I'd much rather watch Gronkowski try to kick a field goal on Super Bowl Sunday then watch that stuff yesterday. I did put it on. It wasn't on for more than a minute. And it just didn't. It didn't look good at all. Here's something else that didn't look good. I, 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 I give the best advice. I keep saying that in my next life, I'm going to be Harry Hurley life coach. I'd like to get a hold of Chris Sununu. This guy could have been senator. He didn't run. He is a very popular governor in New Hampshire and he's quasi blowing his brand up right now. He wants to run for president. Hey, look, that every every governor looks in the mirror and so do so does every senator. Even though senator used to be the worst worst path uh to become president. I think that John F Kennedy was the first since Lincoln or something to become president. It, senator was a bad path, but now you've had biden and you've had uh obama before that so anyhow used to be the worst path now it's it's not but they look in the mirror and they say i am the president it's like lois lane when she tricked one of the creeps in superman and and she said you don't have to listen to him he's the boss i have to listen to." now you don't have to listen to him you're the boss and he started saying i am the boss and Lois Lane talked her way out of the uh, the lockup. Governor Sununu needs to listen to me because it's very embarrassing. ABC News and Washington Post did their own poll. And in that poll, President Trump has a four point lead over Joe Biden. If the election were held today for president in a general election. And President Trump would win the popular vote, which is very challenging for Republicans. The last to do it, George W. Bush in the second uh, time that he ran. Very, very challenging because you're millions millions and millions and millions and millions and millions behind just California and New York. So that's why the Electoral College is so important. That's why Democrats hate it so much. But Chris Sununu on ABC News actually said president trump can't beat joe biden and i forget the guy's name he's terrible he used to be on cnn he's awful jonathan that came to me it doesn't matter he's awful he at least he asked the question he said well you just said that trump can't beat biden but in our own poll trump leads by four points that is a stupid thing. I know Chris Sununu doesn't like Trump. He's an, ever, he's an ever-Trumper. He wants to be president. He wants to run. I don't know if he's going to run, but he wants to run. That's just a dumb thing to say. Come up with something else. But don't, don't say a guy can't beat the other guy when he currently leads him. That's just... That makes you look stupid, not unserious. It makes you look stupid. Very, very stupid. And in this poll, and it is just it is just terrible for Joe Biden. Trump leads Biden 48, 44. I think if they put leaners in there, it would probably be a double digit lead for Trump. When asked, this is just Democrats When asked whether Democrats would support Biden's run for a second term, only 31% want him to run. 58% want another nominee, and an astonishing 10% have no opinion. Which is how can you not have an opinion? You're a Democrat. Or you're a Republican if it's that type of poll. How can you not have an opinion? But that's, that's, and some of them vote. They vote with no opinion. His enthusiasm vote is terrible. Only 18% of voters strongly approve of the job that Joe Biden has done as president 42% strongly disapprove. And then you add to it another 20-some percent who disapprove. So between disapprove and strongly disapprove, it's way into the mid-upper 60s. Regarding the economy, 37% approve. 59% disapprove. On the border, illegal immigration and such, 60% disapprove. 60% disapprove of Biden's actions in the Ukraine war. Amazing. This was a little surprising, but remember, it's an ABC News, Washington Post poll, and they really, they really suck. But voters were asked if they have financially improved under the Biden administration. 41% said they are not as well off. Forty two percent said they are about the same. I find that. Incredible. I just don't believe that. That might be how this particular group of respondents called it, but I just don't buy that. Forty eight percent believe that Biden acted wrong. In his handling of classified documents with 27 percent of the 48 percent believing that Biden intentionally did something illegal. I'm in that camp, not because I want to drop the hammer even harder on Biden. I got to be in that camp because he took those documents as a senator. He had no right. He had no legal right to those documents. So he took them illegally. You have to say that if you're being honest. If you don't know the truth, then you can say it's unintentional, but it's not unintentional. He should never have had them to begin with. That makes it on purpose. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. This is
0: early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Well, I kind of sort of think that they're starting to tease that bad news might be ahead. You always look at a new year with hope and optimism and all of that. But it looks like, and I was reading about a um, financial guy out of Connecticut By the name of Ben Emmons, who said that, quote, there are signs of a second chapter in the pandemic price surge. Interesting to note this. This just came out. And I wrote my story yesterday about prices because I was walking up and down these aisles and I couldn't believe my eyes. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy what's going on. It really means that you almost can't go. Boutique stores are going to be gone. Even some of the smaller, larger scale operations, they're going to be hurt and and potentially gone. You're really only going to be able to go to the biggest of the big box stores, your Sam's and BJ's and places like that, because he's I mean, for example, yesterday I saw a box of the cereal that I eat each morning. One of our listeners wrote me and they picked the wrong brand. They assumed that I ate. He said, why didn't you just say you eat this? Uh, I don't even write back some some of the smart Alex. I I write back anybody that's legitimate, that is not just being a wise guy, but somebody that's just being a clown that they don't get. They don't get any of my time. So I see my favorite cereal, but I already bought the big the big box that has two large bags. Uh, I probably could have a picture of it in my phone and could tell you how many ounces it is. But it's got to be at least four times as much cereal. And I got it for like $7. Yesterday, I saw, I didn't need it, but I saw it as I was going up and down these aisles. I saw the box for $7.79. And it's it's about five, four or five times less than what I got for almost a dollar less. I mean, it's just, it's crazy what's going on. So there are those who are making the case. This is a, happens to be a senior portfolio uh, manager type guy. But he is saying that there are a lot of driving forces. You take, for example, and I've been following this. Spain had about five straight months of declining inflation, but now it's going up again. So there are a lot of forces all at work here. And if you think inflation has gone to sleep I'm telling you, it hasn't. You know, they say money never sleeps. Wall Street, Michael Douglas. Inflation never sleeps. And smart money is saying that it's high. It's going to stay high and it may go higher. So keep that in mind. Other news that we've been covering and we're going to take your calls right after the break. Beyonce broke the record. I, I'm not a Beyonce hater. I'm not a big Beyonce fan. I like Jay-Z even less. Uh, but she is talented. She's amazingly talented. And she now stands alone. She won four Grammys last night, which I believe gives her 32 for a career, which is the all-time record. So that happened last night. I was not watching. I stopped watching those types of shows a long time ago. Actor and former California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger was involved in a traffic collision yesterday in West Los Angeles. What happened was he wasn't speeding. He, he, he seemed to be going fine. And a bicyclist just, I think, made a sudden left-hand turn in front of his vehicle. He had no time to react. Female cyclist is complaining of pain after the collision. She was taken to a nearby emergency room. Schwarzenegger took the girl's bicycle. I don't know if it's a girl or a woman, the female's bicycle, to a cyclist repair shop to fix the bike. And so he did everything right. He didn't try to hide anything or you know, do anything. And look, if somebody turns right out in front of you, there's not much you can do about that. Uh, There's no criminal activity involved. Uh, The woman is said to be stable after the collision. And that's what we know about that incident. Bill Maher, who I'm not a fan of, but I do respect the way that he has been willing to call out the left on everything from their wokeness to some of this other craziness that's going on. And he said, and I quote, that the woke revolutionists are warped by, quote, Insane arrogance. I mean, he's I don't know what this is going to mean for him. I guess he won't be invited to to be with all the beautiful people and, you know, all the wonderful parties and things like that, because they probably don't like him. And maybe he's even canceled now uh, with the insane left. But I appreciate the fact that he's been condemning the socialist communist viewpoints. He's been condemning the wokeness. He said the problem, quote, with communism is they think that you can change reality by screaming at it, that you can bend human nature by holding your breath. And that's the difference between reality and your mommy. He's just ripping them. Big time laughter from his audience, by the way. So maybe they like him more than they, they like wokeness. Mar then said that going against former President Lincoln, because you know, that whether it's that 1619 abomination, what a pack of lies that stuff is. Go read the book 1620, and it breaks it down and, and really just dismisses it. It's complete fabrication. Lincoln, they trash in 1619. The great emancipator, is trash that's how sick these people are they're just absolutely unhinged but he said um that former president lincoln quote once said you can repeal all past history but you still cannot repeal human nature then mar said quote but he's canceled now so blank him i mean this is where we're at lincoln got canceled Trump was right. He said they're going to come after it's the Confederate statues today. They're going to come after Washington and Lincoln. And all the Democrat media went bananas and said, no, nah, they had all these historians saying it'll never happen. And then all of it happened and they knew they were going there. The beginning was just their opening salvos. They were always going all in 609. 407, 1450 phone lines are open right now.
0: Atlantic City, WENJ, HD3, Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to
6: congratulate my
0: friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Without delay, to your calls we go six minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. 609-407-1450, Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty 407 1450 absolute logjam. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Good morning.
7: Good morning. I boiled down my list from 20 just to two little items. Number one item is the um, accident that the former uh, weightlifter star uh, had over the weekend. Yes. Uh, I almost experienced the same thing in Summer's Point. They're walking across the highway across the Route 9 with not even paying attention to anything. I put have had two or three uh, hood ornaments uh, this past weekend. Wow. That's number one. Number wow. two, Charles Kane Auto Plaza. Yes. I can't get the telephone number because it goes too fast. All I keep getting is, I'll run it by you. You see if I'm wrong. I got a 285 Light Horse bike. Is that correct?
1: Yes, in Galloway Township.
7: 646 six is as far as I got with the telephone number. Can you, can you give me
1: the rest? Of course I will, because it's the same number that uh, they just moved over. 646-2447. Six, six, four, four,
7: well, you know, I went on the, on the computer, and I was on it for about 15, 20 minutes while you had other things you were talking about, and I couldn't find it. I had that particular property being offered for sale, offered for rent, uh, and then I got Kane's Auto Parts, uh, Auto uh, in New Hampshire, i say. There you go. Close enough. <laughs> oh, so, well, you, you've point. got All right, it now. Harry, Thank you. I got it now because I'm interested yeah. in what kind of classics he he can come up with. Okay. So that's my call. Good. Thank you very much. Thank
1: Goodbye. you. Bye-bye. 609-407-1450. Joining us now is the very successful uh, immediate past president of Atlantic City Council. George Tibbet. joins the program. Council President, how are you?
8: Good morning, Harry. I'm just calling in to talk about the recent fires that we're having. Uh, You know, it seems to be a major problem that we're having with the homeless people under the boardwalk. You saw the major damage that it did to the boardwalk. And more importantly, we lost a firefighter, broke his leg. Correct. And and that's very very disturbing to me because it was 100% preventable. We had another fire the next day. Less than uh, 12 hours later, where they burnt, uh, the homeless people burnt down a trail where they were sleeping in. Now, the city of Atlantic City, the county, there's so many social services provided. And this is why you hear me scream all the time. Stop going up to the boardwalk and bringing them food, blankets and everything else. Take them information. If you're cold, you go to the rescue mission. You go to these other places that are open for when we have cold blues out there. If you're hungry, go to the rescue mission, get a meal, get a place to sleep overnight.
1: We- Let me ask you this, George. Is this because it's gone on forever? You and I both know that. The entire length of this broadcast, which is 31 years, more than three decades, it, it seems like this is impossible to solve, which I don't think it is. Uh, Is there not the will to make underneath the boardwalk? Because let's be real. I didn't I broke the story about the fire. And I think you know that. Uh, And we've written three stories about it, including one this morning uh, where we confirm the I, I know the name of the fireman, but I'm not revealing his name at this time. Broken tibia. For those who don't know, it's the second biggest Uh, bone in the body it's what bears the weight it's a bad injury and and a fireman carries a minimum of 45 extra pounds with just regular gear and it can be up to 75 pounds uh so it's a very very bad injury now if you have homeless people under the boardwalk and they have uh propane tanks and they're setting fires to keep warm and things like that you're going to get these kinds of fires you know, you hear boardwalk fire. Well, it started under the boardwalk and it becomes then a boardwalk fire. Is there no will to actually clear all that out and just make it illegal? Uh, impossible? It's already Ill- illegal, but it's unenforced. Is, is this is this solvable, George?
8: Well, when you have the people that are responsible for enforcing it, bringing food, blankets, and all other kind of comforts of home, you're going to have this problem. You have to go to where the services are provided. I'm tired of hearing the governor wants me to do this. I'm tired of that. It's destroying the city. You can't walk down the boardwalk with a family. Um, do you remember the guy's name? Uh, the the uh, state trooper that worked for the CRDA. Uh, his name's slipping me. Um, he he worked. Uh, they brought him in uh, under the Christie administration.
1: Uh, Fedorko.
8: No, before uh, the other guy. Um, Fedorko lives in the city still. But anyway, okay. He would always say to me, George, the way we count success in in, uh, the medical district of Philadelphia was by counting baby carriages. Him and I would go up to the boardwalk, sit at the bungalow, and we would sit there and count baby carriages. The boardwalk was on... It it was going in the right directions. You've seen families. You've seen baby carriages everywhere. Harry, we've been overrun with homeless from the surrounding states. We, as people, have got to be a little bit harder. If you need social service help, you need drug help, go to the places. Don't take it to them. We don't do home delivery services. Well,
1: here's the problem, though. Then you'd have to scoop everybody out, George, and take them out. Then they're probably just going to be right back a short while later. Because you are dealing with people that don't want to be a part of society that and I don't want to call anybody out, but have mental illness and have other problems. So what I mean, I don't how do you get them out of there?
8: Well, Harry, we even came up with the plan of using Ancora, the old Ancora site, because you're right, Harry. There is an amazing amount of people suffering with mental illness out there that are being left on our streets. We just had one get out of the hospital being ob- observed for uh, mental illness, walks up to the boardwalk and hits a 67-year-old woman in the head with a brick, puts a brick in his shirt, and starts clubbing her with a brick. I mean, this is unacceptable when I hear this firefighter. That firefighter can't go play with his kids now for how long? That yeah. bothers me. that uh, It's something that was completely – we keep feeding these people. We keep giving them the uh, blankets and all. No, freeze, go to the rescue mission. We have spots for you. But if I keep bringing you the comforts of home to you, you're not going to go to the spots that we have for you. And, and that's the problem that I have is that everybody, nobody is doing the job and everybody keeps saying the governor wants, the governor wants. The governor don't live here. The governor don't have to deal with what we have to deal with every day where our children can't even walk the greatest place. The beach and boardwalk is the greatest park in the, in, in the world, right? Your kids can't, can't go up there. You have to drive in the veteran market or Longport to let them go play on the streets with their friends from school, because you can't let them run the streets because we've been inundated. Beta Field, I got up sleeping in tents and stuff out there. Ladies like to take their dogs for walks out there, and 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 I got people with mental illness sleeping in in uh, in cars, sleeping in uh, sheds out there, and and we have to get tougher. We have to say. Show them where the social services are, but we can't keep delivering them. We can't keep doing what we're doing, and and we can't – it is well-known throughout the tri-state. Send them to Atlantic City. They'll give them everything and take care of them.
1: Yeah, somebody – George, give me give me the floor for just a second, though. Somebody's got to come up with a plan that can actually work because, for example, if you're dealing with mental illness, their behavior and such, they're not going to be able to be at the rescue mission. So if they're not allowed at the rescue mission – if they're not allowed underneath the boardwalk and i'm not i'm not saying you're wrong george i'm just saying there hasn't been a comprehensive solution because every you remember it for for decades now i've been covering this for decades as you have you would have sweeps so they'd be gone but then as soon as the sweeps over you know what happens george everybody goes right back. back and and as you know uh as you know they have actual um I almost want to call it like a city underneath the city built. They have structures and we've got to stop with the fires, though. They can't you can't set uh, fires underneath a wooden boardwalk.
8: Harry, Harry, we we are a magnet because of what we give out. The services are just George,
1: George do favor. Hold on. Please don't go away. We're going to continue right after the break. It's 15 minutes past the hour. Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet, Councilman at large for the city of Atlantic City continues.
9: Your morning cup
1: of Sean.
9: This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Ukraine is not a NATO ally. Now, I was not against offering support But it ends up we end up being the bulk of support. All we have allowed to have happen here is this now to fester into another quagmire, which I predicted it was likely to occur and a long protracted conflict. And it's now given Putin time to rebuild his armies and, and get enough people and recalibrate his strategies. And he's, you know, firing his hypersonic missiles and it's in Europe's backyard. And now the pressure is on the United States once again, while we have what, 31 trillion dollars in debt to somehow step up and pay for all this, American people have had it with these endless wars that they don't fight and they don't fight to win. They've had it.
10: The conservative
2: underground meets later today on The Sean Hannity Show.
4: Listen, the last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50 percent. The U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300% and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver rush of our generation? That's why I want you to call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, you could get up to $10,000 in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss what could be your best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at
9: 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM. 1450 a.m. South Jersey's talk station.
1: Hey, thank you. We continue with Atlantic City Councilman-at-Large George Tibbet on the the issue of the homeless under the boardwalk, the fires that have been happening, and the one that we have reported on uh, pretty much at length. We broke it in real time. We followed up uh, the next morning, and then we followed up again this morning because we were able to confirm that one of the Atlantic City professional firefighters fell through the boardwalk during the fire, uh, and that in fact, we, we've been the first to confirm that the firefighter, uh, has suffered a broken tibia. And that is the bone in the leg. It's the second biggest bone in the body, but it's the bone in the leg that bears the weight. It's a, it's a bad injury. It's a really, really bad injury. And council, uh, I'm just going to call him council president because he is, uh, councilman Tibbet, uh, has been talking about it. So what, what's the answer? W- Not being under the boardwalk, uh, not bringing blessed bags, uh, not having fires, you know, underneath the boardwalk. I mean, what's the answer?
8: Honestly, Harry, the first thing I would do, the first thing I think we should do as, as a group, we know that that boardwalk was well on its way to being cleaned up under the commander, Tom Gilbert. Of the CRDA, yeah, and Billy Wentz of the ACPD, and the guys that worked under Billy. Unfortunately, I don't know all their names that did the job where they were actually crawling under the boardwalks the Connie Hackney's of the World Mall, and they had that boardwalk cleaned up. And like I said, I sat on the boardwalk many times with Commander Gilbert, and we count. It was funny. We would just sit there and count the baby carriages on the boardwalk, and he goes that's success. We've gone backwards. We've gone backwards because there's so much money in social service grants. Follow the money. It's always the money. Tell me why Vettner, Margate, Longport, Brigantine, and Carver Township, Pleasantville doesn't have this major problem. Why is it only Atlantic City? Because all the surrounding communities are sending their problems here, and then you send all these vultures with these grants into town to make a fortune off of them. I mean, look at Gordon's Alley since the needle exchange is going down there. I've never in my life sick to my stomach when I walked out of the CRDA and looked at how bad Gordon's Alley has become. It's sickening, Harry.
1: So, George, do you think it really is? Is this a predetermined case of not actually wanting to solve the problem but going through the motions throwing a lot of money and keeping a problem going along
8: i just feel that there's there's not enough reward for solving the problem and too much reward for non-stop moving people in and out of these services and like i said harry stop taking the stuff to the boardwalk take them information get tom gilbert and billy went sit them in on one of these meetings And ask, how were you so successful? They were incredibly successful through the CRDA commander from the state police. He was with the state police. And the Atlantic City Police, with Billy Wentz and his whole crew, how were they so successful? Has anybody reached out to them and said, hey – how did you guys have the boardwalk clean? You guys had it the best it's been in over 20 years. Now we're back to the absolute worst. Any of us that have lived in the city of Atlantic City, our city is being destroyed. And if it is, in fact, Murphy, then he needs to be called out for it because they keep blaming the governor that the governor wants this. stuff. How can the governor want this?
1: And by the way, this is not even just underneath the boardwalk. This is also, as you know, I know, Councilman Tibbet. you know this. This is in the parking garages of hotel casinos.
8: And, and and these are the problems that people don't understand. When we say we need a minimum of another 100 police, Harry, we really do. We really do need it because of all this stuff you're saying. You should have specialized units that are 100% under the boardwalk. Don't go telling me about how you're giving out shit on the boardwalk nonstop and, 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 and it's working. It's not working. Look at the results. They're hanging on the boardwalk like the seagulls. You can't walk down the boardwalk with your children. An old lady gets beat over the head with a brick. It's disgusting. And we have to beg for the information to find out what happened because it gets hidden from us.
1: By the way, that's true. It took me over, I think it was a week, to break that story because I knew it was true. But they weren't. the police department wasn't saying anything about it. And for those who didn't see our coverage, go to the app. And you can read all about it, about the man that, and we, we did, we covered it delicately, but we, we, we know that he had been released from a hospital, a local hospital, and uh, took his t shirt, put a brick inside it, and used it as a sling. Would have actually beaten that woman to death had not a Good Samaritan taken him on. Uh, she would have been killed, George. That would have been a murder.
8: A 60. 60- A 67-year-old woman walking towards Ventnor in front of the Tropicana.
1: Came down from Philadelphia just visiting.
8: I I keep listening to Senator Palestina, a big fan, and how he keeps warning us and warning everybody. He's blowing the whistle that, hey, guys, New York casinos are coming. And, 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 you know... We have to get this cleaned up. We have to get on the same page. And I strongly recommend, I'll uh, make this official. I'm going to, I think it's time we reach out to a guy like Tom Gilbert that was successful and, and the Billy Wences of the world that, and, and their group. How did you do it? And if we're going to subcontract something out, maybe we subcontract it out to the people that actually did the work and we're very successful in keeping the boardwalk clean and getting those people to the social services. We're not going to start home delivery under the boardwalk of all the needs that you need. You need something, you're cold, come on, we'll get you to the mission. You need food, come on, we'll get you a meal. You need medical, we'll get you to the hospital. It can't be home delivery anymore, but we're doing You want to go down there and talk to them and show them where it is? That's one issue. And counsel them, that's great. But we have to stop bringing the food and everything else. Human nature. If you don't go hungry, if you get hungry, you're going to go to where the food is. If you bring it to them, they're going to just camp out there. Like you keep hearing people complaining about the lights being out all over the boardwalk and everything else. Well, yeah, they are out. When you have people under the boardwalk cutting into and splicing into the electrical wires, for we really found air conditioners under there where they spliced into where they spliced into the electric. This has happened right where that fire was multiple times. The electric was cut out of there. And people spliced into it to to, to have their own city under that boardwalk. And, you know, it's easy to sit here and complain, I get that, but I'm really fired up because, you know, I do have kids that are in public safety. And, you know, I know how their daughters are so upset when they go to work and worry about them. And then I see this firefighter break the tibia. Now, and that guy cannot go and play with his kids.
1: Hopefully he has his career. By the way, also can't do his job. can't do his job yeah, either. And, and, and let's face it, these guys, it's definitely not for the money. You see the started
8: salaries. It, it's the love of the job could you imagine taking that job it's just like the military guys when they get out of the military they, they they don't know what to do with themselves their whole life is dedicated to the service that they provide as police and fire and when something unnecessary like that
1: happens yeah i get a little bit fired up council I- president i've got to jump in only because of time i have senator gormley who only has 10 minutes because he has a, uh, an appointment that he's that he's doing so i've got to run for now we'll we'll reconvene on this we'll i continue. promise yes Governor thank you
8: senator slo
1: i will Thank you, Council President. See ya. George Tibbet. Uh, this portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part by Comfort Keepers. And this is Harry Hurley for Comfort Keepers of Atlantic, Cape May, and Southern Ocean counties. Comfort Keepers treats your family like a member of their own family. This is personal to me. It's also obviously professional to me because I'm a nurse dad and I know what they do. Comfort Keepers helps people live safely and independently and be able to stay in their home. Comfort Keepers goes above and beyond to provide professional in-home care that elevates your quality of life and delivers you with peace of mind. Comfort Keepers are available when you need them the most, whether it's for as little as four hours per week or 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Comfort Keepers treats each and every client with dignity and respect. Call Comfort Keepers at 609 277 7855 on the web at ComfortKeepers.com. Please tell Comfort Keepers that Harry Hurley sent you. It's 30 minutes past the hour. When we come back, we'll be joined by Senator Bill Gormley. This is the
5: Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network.
1: And it is Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A world record was set at the Atlantic City Convention Center this weekend. We'll talk about that and more about the event with Senator Gormley in just a few minutes. An Atlantic City firefighter fell through the boardwalk during the fire, uh, suffered a broken limb. We've got the story. Check that out. And I know I preach to the choir. I know you know this, but food prices are out of control.
5: Calm. From the town square to Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Pockets of fog have developed in South Jersey to start the day. That fog should mix out and visibility should improve by later this morning. Then mostly sunny and dry, breezy at times and fairly mild today, high reaching for 52 degrees. Clear, cool and calm tonight, low 31, mostly cloudy and cooler tomorrow. Our high 48 with an early evening rain shower possible too. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today.
0: What's for dinner? Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And on the WPG Talk Radio app, like WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station.
1: All because of you and we know it. Thank you for that again and again and again. You've done that. 35 minutes past the hour. We've got them for 10 minutes. Let's uh, make it count. We're going to recap now what in the rearview mirror, if you're being objective, and that's what we do on this program, intellectual honesty uh, is is something that we strive for. The 2023 U.S. Rowing Atlantic City Indoor National Championships, I believe by any measure, were an absolute incredible success, especially considering that it was an inaugural effort. So that's my observation. And I was there on day one. I was not there yesterday, but I heard a lot about it, and I've written two definitive pieces that our listeners can see on the uh, on the app or on the WPGtalkradio.com website. Senator Gormley, uh, are you as pleased as as I think you should be?
10: Uh, incredibly pleased, Harry. As you stated, when you do an event for the first year, everybody conditions you to say, to say well, you know, it's really not going to be that successful. You're really laying the groundwork. Well, we, we, we laid the groundwork, and it was uh, incredible. But you have to remember, this was uh, an idea that I had based upon people like Stan Bergman, uh, Dan Garbett, and his dad, uh, the Kesselmans. The interest in rolling down here, the interest that these people have generated over the years through their efforts, and most of the time, their volunteer time. Uh, has made this a rolling hub of the country, so if you take that level of local enthusiasm and you merge that with an incredible facility and great staff at the convention center, I thought there'd be success. It exceeded my expectations now every you know people are going to walk up to me and say it 's really a good event bill and all that kind of stuff but it it was for real, and when they came up to me, you could tell the sincerity and the And the big only question they asked me was, you're gonna do it next year, aren't you? (laughs) And that was the reaction from everybody who was there, uh, and even people who might've been cynics in the beginning. So we're we're incredibly pleased. And listen, there's a guy who doesn't want any publicity, who I've gotta mention. My partner in these things, Lee Levin, every dollar that I donate, Lee matches. He doesn't care about publicity. He cares about Atlantic City. He's Atlantic City high school grad at a major law firm in Atlantic City for a number of years. So you put all these quality individuals together, and you wind up with an event that ha- had about 800 people rowing, 350 coaches from around the country. Let's get down to the business of Atlantic County. What we do better than any other county in the state is generate scholarship dollars for our great rowers. And for the last 50 plus years, since Doc Holland started all this hundreds of i say hundreds of millions of dollars of scholarships have come to this county and the principal goal of this event is one to set up an urban rowing program second to none in the country and number two to generate more scholarship dollars i think we've done that over the next few weeks we're going to make some announcements about the urban rowing program and other things that are going to be a consequence of this event but the event is an incredible success, and I just want to thank everybody who bowed. I want to thank everybody who turned out. I want to thank everybody who cheered. The stands were packed with people. They enjoyed themselves. And by the way, it was zero degrees outside, so we didn't have much competition, but it worked out great.
1: We are visiting with Senator Bill Gormley. He was the, is the visionary behind this. The 2023 U.S. Rowing Atlantic City Indoor National Championships concluded yesterday. And there was, if you read our article in advance, you could, it was live streamed. You could, you could view it on the, um, the U.S. Rowing website. I mean, this was really well done. I mentioned it that morning when I arrived. There's just certain things you can tell. Uh, the New York Yankees, Notre Dame football, uh, you could start naming storied programs. And they use a term, they travel well. Senator, the rowing community travels well, don't they?
10: They they certainly do. And when I mentioned the coaches, the coaches we had, they were from Harvard, USC, Michigan, Stanford. They came from all over the country. And I was surprised. I was talking to a gentleman yesterday. who's from Northern Massachusetts. I I never ever, whatever, and he's been the coach of the University of Massachusetts crew team. And he said this was great. I'm coming back next year. I'm bringing my friends. And this was I I never met this gentleman until I said hello to him. So it was it was great. Now you have to understand something. Every other person who entered the event was a Swift. We <laughs> had about 700 <laughs> Swifts entered. So they, they, but what a family. Yes. They, what a generator, uh, Jim. Uh, the coach of Ocean City, Claire, a great rower herself, and they, they all participated. And uh, it, it, it's a community sport down here. Everybody, in some way or another, uh, is touched by a member of the rowing community. And it's a great uh, fraternity. And they uh, came through as I hoped they would, and they did. Uh, they excuse me, they exceeded my expectations. So it was a great event, and we're going to focus on. Uh, doing a review and kicking the tires and getting it just right. And obviously we're going to be shooting to have it even a bigger, bigger event next year.
1: That's what I was going to ask you. And you just, you just did it. You just said it. I know a lot of people want to know, uh, will there be when you have an inaugural, the, the big question always is right after, will there be a second annual and, and another thing, and you touched on it. We wrote about it a couple of different times in advance and a couple of different times this weekend, the Atlantic city convention center, uh, which would not exist without you being in office, because the funding never, ever would have happened. I'm not, you know, I'm not blowing smoke. It's, it's just true. Uh, so it's kind of ironic that this event that you that you came up with uh, would be in a convention center that's only there because you had it built. But the convention center, I thought, was perfect for this event. It was fantastic.
10: Well, so did U.S. Rowing, because to have on one floor the competition. And the floor above it, three hundred and fifty coaches in the national convention. I don't think they. I'm sure they never had a, a opportunity to be in a facility that was logistically perfect for their needs.
1: You know the jumbotron when you could see in real time because it was moving. It was all integrated. For those that are just hearing about it, you could actually watch, and the excitement was incredible uh at at the different competitions where you could see who was winning in real time it was all put together i mean they, they ran on time which is always impressive they actually were typically queued up a few minutes before the actual start time uh let's not bury the lead i don't know that it's the ultimate lead but it's very very cool a world record was set at your inaugural event that's never bad news for an inaugural event, so that was very exciting, and the competition was was incredibly, uh, incredibly high you know, level. It was,
10: gr- it was great competition. The convention center, the staff was great. You know, uh, your your wife Margie w- was working the lines the whole time. Uh, the staff was great at the convention center, and we're um, well, a little bit, and I are, are going to make a donation. For a three thousand dollars scholarship to go to a child of an employee of the convention center, and we want to do this in honor of uh, two people who we were very close to, uh, Howard Persina and Audrey Persky, who were integral to the initial years of the convention center, and uh, they did a great job, just like your wife Margie's doing a great job.
1: You know, this was very. I know you got to run in a couple of minutes, so we'll get you out on time. I promise, but this is this deserves a mention. The Atlantic City Indoor Nationals was run concurrently with the 2023 U.S. Rowing Annual Convention. I mean, you, you got the full buy-in, and all you had to do was be around, whether it was Jules or any of the team members uh, that, that I personally got exposed to with the U.S. Rowing Association. I mean, they are just – they are so fine-tuned at what they do, Senator.
10: You know, I, it's it was educational for me to meet these people. uh, in terms of the degree of expertise and the degree of commitment. And the sessions they had upstairs were world-class, I mean, world record holders, Olympians, uh, doing classes in um, the different aspects of rowing. And I'll tell you, all the local coaches were incredibly impressed. But the good news is they didn't have to travel anywhere. They were in Atlanta County. They could go up and cross-reference with a coach and take one of their students, who they thinks is a, a primary recruit for that college. So it's it's a unique opportunity, and there isn't an event in Atlantic City that whose ultimate value uh, can be gauged on scholarships generated from people from Atlantic County. And this is that event.
1: And you had it on the weekend before the week before the Super Bowl. Perfect timing. Uh, and the energy level, and just everybody was really, you could just tell, there was just a great mood in the convention center. This was extremely well received, and it was appreciated by everybody from participants to the coaches, to the spectators. It was a lot of fun. It
10: was great. Harry, I've got to get going, but thank you for your coverage. I want to thank all the people who attended, and I want to thank um, the the crew coaches of Atlantic County, the most underpaid people in the America for the value that they give to the children of this county. Thank you, Harry.
1: Congratulations, Senator. We'll talk. See ya. Have a good day. It's 46 minutes past the hour. We'll be back in just a few minutes. 609-407-1450 phone lines are open right now.
0: If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Text the WPG Talk Radio studio. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us
5: later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station.
1: Thank you. It's 51 minutes past the hour. Now, here is someone that knows just about everything you could want to draw from in terms of professional firefighting, emergency management. I mean, so the perfect guy to talk to after the wide ranging conversation that we had with councilman at large Tibbet would be tom foley retired battalion chief uh former director of emergency management and he knows exactly uh what's going on tom welcome to the program good morning
9: hey harry i really appreciate what uh, councilman tibbett's is doing uh, it, it's it's about time i mean the guys that really did that you know i'm up on that boardwalk every day harry and it have been for years. And I got to tell you, the job that Connie Natty and, and Billy Wentz did and those crews, it, it was a great job. But you know what the key was to their job? I'm going to tell you, and people may not like to hear this, but you got to make life miserable for the people who are making life miserable to us. These these people are coming up here begging for money, then giving you F this and that, you know, and then smoking pot right in front of the police and just doing whatever the hell they want. They they practically destroyed the days in. They're all sleeping right on the boardwalk. They cut, cut their tents up. And I say something to these, you know, young guys that are police officers now and they say there's nothing we could do about it. I said, well, how in the hell did did Connie and Annie just make their life miserable? Because they're certainly making our lives miserable. And and stop giving them, like, George is exactly right. Hey, I I love what the prosecutor's doing in a lot of ways, but... We got to stop this. You know, this is not this is not the. we're not a field hospital here and we need to get rid of these people, make life miserable, say, they don't come back to Lake City. Oh, those cops harass you. They do everything. Yeah, they should. I uh, believe me, they should harass him because, uh, you know, I do it every time I saw a guy trying to put it down his shade and his bum was uh, and I'm sorry to <laughs> use that expression, but I that's the way I feel. It's okay. This guy was giving him a hard time and I go up to him and I say, Hey, leave him alone. And and the guy and the guy was an Arabic guy and he says to me, he says, Tom, thank you very much. You know, he knew who I was. I didn't know him. And, and he, he goes, uh, thank you very much. I, he says, every day that guy just harassed me. I asked the police to do something about it. Nobody does a thing. And I said, well, you know, just take a baseball bat out there with you and just, you know, you don't have to hit him with it, but, uh, you know, make sure that he knows you got it in your hand. You know, that, this is the type of because he had the idiot that rolled up a brick and do not he would have killed that woman had there not been a good Samaritan. You're exactly right. And and I'm and, um, feeling bad for the firefighter that broke his leg. I know what those boardwalk fires are like. There ain't no joke. And I'll no. tell you, Harry, I just happened to be in the inlet that night. I saw that thing. You saw And, and the-
1: Thomas, you know, you also have to be worried about, all right, so there's propane tanks and things like that. Are they going to blow up in my face, too? I mean, like you said, and you would know better than I. Uh, but, you know, I've been covering these things for a long time as well. That is a, a boardwalk fire is one of the most dangerous things. And I almost never hear about a boardwalk fire without hearing about a fireman that goes through the through the boardwalk. And you think, well, how does that happen? Uh, well, for good reason. I mean, that if you go to the coverage that we broke this in real time while the fire was still being fought by the the incredible Atlantic City professional firefighters, Uh, Those flames are raging. That heat is unbelievable, as you know. They're under there in full equipment. Uh, They're on top in full equipment. The wind chill was 8 degrees at the time that they were fighting that fire. I mean, it is the perfect storm for a firefighter to get severely injured.
9: Hey, Harry, you're carrying saws that have gasoline on them through fires, through flames, because you have to do what's called a cut. If you don't do a cut on that boardwalk, you're going to be up there for days. And then that's how we lost the steel pier several times. That's how we lost the steeplechase pier several times. And that's how we lost peanut world. Peanut world didn't start in peanut world. It started with a bunch of bums underneath the boardwalk who had propane tags. And, and they lit that place on fire. And when we pulled up, it was roaring. And that's because it takes—it only takes a matter of minutes, especially when you have the wind that we had the other night. I mean, those guys did a fantastic job. They did the trench cut on the boardwalk. They did exactly what they were supposed to do, and they—they they did well. I would say they did a magnificent job, and they, and they risked their lives. And unfortunately, I don't know the firefighter that broke his leg, but I could tell you that. Unfortunately, that happens because the wood is like crumbling right underneath your feet as you're walking across it. That's why we used to tell guys, you know, when you're up there on that thing, step where the nails are because where the nails are is where the, you know, the cross beams are because you're going to go through the others. It's only two by fours. Yes. So, you know, that's it's It's just, you have to be very, very careful. And, Tom,
1: was I right? Because if I'm wrong, I want to uh, correct my article that I filed this morning. I put that the regular gear, so that's everything that you know, the uniform itself, boots, hat, everything. And then the tank, you know, if you have an oxygen tank, all this can be, it's about 45 pounds, can be as much as 75 pounds, correct?
9: Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And and, these, and your plus, you're carrying your tools that you have to do to work with. Yeah,
1: and your own body weight. With your hands.
9: And your own body weight. So you, you know, you're looking at well over, well over 70 to 80 pounds that you're carrying on your back, especially when you have to grab a saw and especially when you have to grab an axe and a prying tool. We have our own, what we call the boardwalk tools that was invented by the boardwalk crew and, and we use them all the time on fires that are on every ladder truck. So it, 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 Harry, you're exactly right with that. And, and another thing, I just had to say something. I read something this morning. I didn't catch your monologue. I was sleeping. <laughs> but uh, the uh,
1: Biden shot down with a missile. Is that, is that the truth? What is the truth? The military shot it down with one missile over the ocean uh, off the coast of South Carolina. But but he let the, the he let the balloon travel through the entire. Uh, first Alaska, then the continental United States, all through the country over five military bases. He let them get all the surveillance and then shot them down at the end in the 10 miles of water that you can claim, uh, by international law as, you know, part of your own territory. So shot it down, uh, and who knows with salt water and it blown to bits or whatever, what we're going to wind up getting. But yeah, it's an abomination, the whole thing.
9: It, 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 you know, this guy has screwed up the world in two years. I yes. mean, this is not a joke. Yes, this correct. Is the, this is the biggest. You know, well, at least we don't have the, the, the rough tweets. that. Yeah, yeah, mean tweets.
1: Up no mean tweets. Mean tweets.
9: Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, I mean, it, this is just amazing. But uh, I appreciate George again. But if you want to if you want to clean up that boardwalk, bring the guys back like Billy Wentz. You know, you would see that Connie Nanny, let me tell you something. As big as Connie Nanny is, if he tells you to move, you're moving. Huh. And and that's the way it is. And that's what you have to do. you got to harass these guys. You know, God forbid the civil rights or the, uh, the ACUA comes after me. I could care less. <laughs> but they gotta, you you got to make life miserable for them because they're certainly making life miserable for us.
1: Good to talk to you, Tom. Thanks for your expertise. Yep, very value added. When we come back, Egg Harbor Township Committeeman Joe O'Donohue breaking news right here exclusively on the Hurley in the Morning program on the number one news talk radio station in South Jersey, WPG Talk Radio. 95.5. We'll be back. I think we have a big surprise after the bottom of the hour.
0: WPGG Atlantic City. WENJ HD3 Millville. A Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground... To the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah,
1: just a quick correction, then we'll get on to our guest, Joe O'Donohue. Uh, there was a significant injury of an Atlantic City firefighter. If you go to our coverage on the app or at wpgtalkradio.com, you can read all about it. But a firefighter suffered a broken tibia. Uh, that, that is not a minor injury. That's the second biggest bone in the body. It's the weight-bearing uh, bone of the leg. Uh, it's a very significant injury. Uh, not one firefighter had minor injuries uh no uh, we're we have to correct that uh and cannot let that stand and i apologize for the um for, for just how uh, phenomenally wrong that that report was it's it's upsetting uh to no end you, i'm containing myself uh, after listening to that uh joe o'donohue joins us he is an egg harbor township committeeman in 2020 he was the republican nominee for atlanta county sheriff and he joins us now and i believe he'll be making news committeeman good to welcome you back to the program
6: uh thank you harry you know it's a tradition between you and i and um i'm happy to bring it back again this is the only place i really could have uh announced what i'm about to announce
1: time and, is yours uh, and, and I, I thank you for that time is yours
6: i hence i am announcing that i am an official candidate the office of sheriff of atlantic county new jersey and we're going to bring safety back to this county and as you've heard on the radio today and every day crime is completely out of control not only in our country but in this county specifically which is my concern you know we can't even go to the grocery store now you can't shop i uh was involved in a a large theft at the Lowe's in our township recently and I brought this before our committee, and let me make a point to you about Egg Harbor Council and its committee. As a group, I, I appreciate every single person on that committee for their diligence and their responsibility to that office. We manage our $48 million-plus budget uh, efficiently without a tax increase this year. We're attentive to the needs of the people, and there are many, and we address every concern individually and collectively as a group. It's a great group to work for. It was a very tough decision for me to run for this office again, only because I am so comfortable and so uh, passionate about what I do. And now to leave this or to attempt to take the office of sheriff, which has always been my my priority, law and public safety are my priority. It's my life's work. Two thirds of my life and my endeavors. And as you know, uh, five of my children total pursued law enforcement and are active but uh, for presently active so this is a family affair it's in our blood we are blue bloods
1: now joe the the race of 2020 let's let's put some context on that it was a pandemic election it was a presidential election if i remember correctly it was an all vote by mail uh election so there were some unique uh challenges to, to that particular atmosphere of the election cycle um you got a lot of votes uh, more people, I believe, voted because of the um, fact that everybody just had a ballot mailed to them uh, than than maybe ever before. Uh, but obviously, the Atlanta County Sheriff Eric Scheffler uh, got more votes. What I've never been able to find out, I, I've looked so many ways, different ways. I've never seen the final vote total. Was that was that somewhere in the range of 10 or 15,000 votes between the two of you? It
6: was. It was- it was in the 10,000 range vote. And I want to remind everybody and keep everybody uh, aware of the fact that we now have a county clerk who plays, who pays complete diligence to that job, has corrected all those mistakes that will be happening, who will diligently ensure that this is a fair and honest election and that any votes that come in will be checked and will be gone over. And I can assure you it's a different day in Atlanta County. Uh, clerk's office if you don't know that by now and i know you do harry just take a look at what he brought to that office it's my intention to bring that same type of duty diligence and responsibility to the sheriff's office
1: now um, you're the immediate past nominee, and and you did run a good race and you worked really hard and i think everybody everybody would acknowledge that probably on both sides of the aisle uh, do you expect to have an easy go of it, to become the Republican nominee again? Or do you expect, I've heard of one challenger, but nothing official, uh, a female. And I'm going to leave it at that because nobody has told me, although I've informally been told who it is, but nobody has formally told me who it is. Do you expect to have a challenge or more than one challengers in, in the Republican primary, Joe?
6: Well, right now we're going to, we do have one challenger, somebody who I'm um bond of her and her family and and i listen i am i implore people to become involved in politics and the political aspect of our lives especially when you have uh the passion that i share for it we have to we have to be involved i tell the public come to the meeting so why wouldn't i expect to have some somebody who wants this job and thinks they can do it i I implore them to continue and if they're successful or not um to look after the men and women of this agency and to look after the citizens of this county and do what we're paid to do. Um, that's absent. We have a sheriff who's absent from his post. It's well known, he has very little time in the office. Um, that has, that's been well known for a while. And um, he has command over an agency that people forget the importance of it. It's a constitutional office, Harry. The sheriff's office is the last line of defense for our republic and what it stands for. It's the difference between liberty and prosperity and tyranny, and I'll explain to you what I mean by that. The sheriff doesn't answer to any politicians. He only answers to the people that he protects and serves, and that is unique. All chiefs of police have mayors, council they have to answer to, what they do with their budget, where they post their people, their personnel, and how they handle it. The sheriff is completely exempt from that, and he's protected under the state constitution, and he's here to support state and federal constitution. That's our job. We have to stay within those guidelines. I feel that, although the programs, if you look on his website you look at anything he does, they're strictly social service related. They're all duplicated services of what we have in place. And we're trained to be police officers, to do law enforcement. It sadly lacks what we have. We're struggling to find people that want to do this job. Why would you take personnel that are highly paid, highly trained, and have them do things like pass out socks and underwear on, on service time, mind you, on service time. And do things like that and, and not have any respect for law enforcement, not have any respect for the office of oath that you took. I just don't understand it. I've never understood it. I've been respectful for these past three years, although I struggled daily. I was respectful, gave him the option, hoped he would change course. He hasn't. It's gotten worse. It's more photo ops, more food truck with, with the, I might add, it's, it's from the food bank. It's not the sheriff's office. He puts his name on it. It's a photo op. It's, it's just reproducing what we already have in place. Honestly, Harry, we need to do law enforcement. And are all those things important? I do them every day. I, if Every day I make it a point to aid somebody in something. And that's what we do here in Egg Harbor County and throughout this county. But I don't feel the need to line you up like a photo lineup and put it on Facebook and put your anonymity at stake. And you're already embarrassed because you're in a position. Why would I put you on the front page of a photo op? It's just unnecessary.
1: Stand by just for the break. We're going to come right back and a lot more. And I want to follow up on on this. What did you learn? Because we've talked about this for the entire length and breadth of this program's existence which now is measured by more than three decades uh which i can't even believe that it that it's just gone by so fast it's amazing actually uh but one of the things we talk about i write about it a lot running in all 23 municipalities is extremely challenging uh even the legislative district doesn't run in all 23 in most i think it's seventeen or eighteen or nineteen or something like that, but not in all of them. You have to run in every single municipality in Atlanta County. What did you learn doing that three years ago? And I'd like to further that and obviously uh this is a very different situation. This is Vince Palestina on the top of the ticket with Don Guardian and Claire Swift and John Risley. This has the potential to be one of the strongest Republican tickets. The depth of it uh that we've seen back in a moment this portion of hurley in the morning brought to us in part by united methodist communities at the shores in ocean city if you or someone you know and love are considering senior living options i recommend the shores transitioning to the shores is easy you just move in and you experience the abundant life the shores is fully remodeled with private apartments Two beautiful bistros, or so I'm sorry, two beautiful restaurants and a first level bistro, an on site fitness center, transportation to local shopping. Best of all is just three short blocks to the Ocean City Boardwalk and Beach. You can reach out to the shores by calling 609 399 8505. 609 399 8505. If I've inspired you to call, Please tell United Methodist Communities at the Shores in Ocean City that Harry Hurley in the morning sent you. With Egg Harbor Township Committeeman Joe O'Donoghue, if you've just missed, moments ago, made it official and in a Hurley in the morning exclusive, announced his candidacy for Atlanta County Sheriff. Joe O'Donoghue was the Republican nominee back in 2020. If he wins the nomination, I suspect he will. I don't see anyone beating him. No disrespect to anyone else. Uh, He will be uh, in a rematch with Atlanta County Sheriff Eric Scheffler. And regardless of your politics, Republican, Democrat, independent alike, it's a tough race. And and Joe knows that he's he's been through it before. Uh, we'll get his take on how he feels about a potential. We got to We got to call it a rematch for this interview because it's Joe's intention to be the nominee. And if he is a nominee, it is a rematch. Eric Scheffler. Is very popular with his party. There's no one taking him on. He'll win the Democratic nomination by acclamation. So he is the Democrat nominee. The only question is, is Joe O'Donohue the repeat Republican nominee? I think he will be. We'll get his take on that. And how he feels a rematch versus the, um, the first effort will go. Much more. With Joe O'Donohue. I am.
0: Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. It's Hurley in the morning, anytime, anywhere on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: We are back 23 minutes past the hour with Joe O'Donoghue, Egg Harbor Township committeeman, really good man. Media past Republican nominee for sheriff of Atlanta County. Seeking the nomination uh, in the 2023 election cycle, if you think it's coming around quick, the constitutional officer positions of sheriff uh, and surrogate. Well, surrogate is is uh, five years. Sheriff is three years. Clerk is five years. I don't know why. No one's ever really explained to me why the other two are five years and the sheriff is every three years. I I, I just don't have an answer for you on that. But that is. That is the case. Two out of the three are five year terms. So the sheriff's seat, I mean, it, it almost comes up twice before the other two come up once. Uh, Joe O'Donohue continues. We have him until 29 minutes past the hour. We have a guest that we're getting ready for. And I do have um, news. Mayor Kane is unavoidably uh, detained, he's unavailable. This morning to do his program on late notice, but there's just nothing he can do about it. Uh, It's good business uh, related. And we owe some open forum this morning, which I just haven't been able to squeeze in at all. So those that we missed uh, the nine o'clock hour will be open forum. And I'm expecting a major national guest at 835. We'll see how that goes. I'm not announcing it until we have him. Joe, I mentioned um, about running in all 23 municipalities i I really believe this myself included i haven't done it unless you've done it you have no idea it's grueling there's something every day all over the place running county-wide is a very difficult task isn't it joe
6: it it, at best it's called uh, considered to be arduous Yes, it is uh, absolutely, absolutely uh, a task that's set out. You need to be physically, mentally prepared for that. If you're not prepared for that, and there's no way to prepare if you don't know. I mean, I was I started that race last time with no money. And I want to say to everybody who supported me, the average person was an average working man or woman who believed in what I said, supported us and got us through that election. We not only had to raise funds but we had to, um, you know, be at everything, everywhere, every time, every chicken dinner, everybody's house. But, you know, that's what you do, and it's no different. Like I used to say to people in the western end of the county, they complained they, had, they hadn't they seen a sheriff since Frank Ballas was sheriff. Um, and I used to say to them, I'll send people. And they said, what if you don't have enough people? My response always has been that I'll show up. It's as simple as that. When you take that oath of office, you take it to heart, you take it for what it is. And a lot of people don't know what the sheriff does. And if you'll allow me, I'll just try to enlighten everybody with a few short things,
1: Harry. Yeah, we got three minutes. Go.
6: Peace, public order, enforce criminal and civil laws, prevent and detect crime, provide court security for the employees, the judges, and the citizens coming to and from, serve criminal and civil warrants, and transport prisoners. The men and women of that agency, I have high regard for. It. They want to do this job, and remember, the sheriff. The difference between he and I is he's a show horse. I'm a workhorse. I work every day, as you know. I have many, many children and many, many people that depend on me and who I care about, and I love law enforcement. It's been my passion. It's my intention to bring safety and security back to this county, keeping in mind, Harry. In last election, I got more votes than any other person prior to that election got, more than any Republican or Democrat ever got that ran for that office. Unfortunately, we did have COVID, large mail-in. I think that with our clerk in place, we'll have a fair race, and uh, I will be debating. And
1: By the way, I'm trying to remember because it's all fuzzy now. You said large mail, and I believe it was an all-vote-by-mail election unless you were disabled, and I never understood that. Uh, That just was crazy talk. But if you were disabled, you could vote uh, on a machine. But other than that, it was all vote-by-mail, wasn't it?
6: It it was uh, all that and then some. (laughs) And we we have uh, lots of things to consider this time. We don't have COVID, and uh, I look forward to it. Uh, vigorous debate with the sheriff. I'll be there. I hope he's there. And I think we can bang this out and let the public decide. It's their decision. Remember, it's a constitutional office, Harry. Yeah. And it's the last office that the people control in public safety.
1: Let, Let me comment on something I left out. I didn't leave it out on Friday. During our hour with Senator Palestina, and by the way, the ticket is really fortunate to have Vince on the top of the ticket. He's just been an outstanding senator and, and then right down the ballot. I mentioned it on Friday. I didn't mention it here. Denny Levinson is on the ballot, and that's always great news for Republicans. So this really um, – the way the ballot I think is constructed, I know for a fact that Vince is the top of the ticket. Then you'll have the two assembly uh, candidates, uh, assembly persons – Guardian and Swift, probably in that order. And then I believe it goes right to constitutional office, even before the county executive. You, I think you are right below the um, the assembly races, if I'm not mistaken, and the uh, Senate race. Well, it's,
6: cer- it's certainly a, a great leaders to lead us into this uh, next coming year with all its challenges that I anticipate we'll have. And certainly, as you know, our county executive... He has no successor nor predecessor. And um I, I look forward to running with them. I look forward to constant tutelage. I'm a student. I'm a student of life. And I look forward to all that they bring to the table and all the direction. I can't thank so many people. Our county chairman has been very supportive of me all throughout everything I've ever done. He's not only is that he's a personal friend. Yeah. And um I just think I just think that this race If nothing else, it's going to be very exciting, and um, I think that the public will get a chance to really see what's going on when we bring forth the evidences that we have. And and and
1: Joe, I've got to jump in. You know I'm not doing this to be rude. When we set it up, I told you that I had a national guest, and I'm hoping I'm having a national guest, and I'm not interrupting you for no reason. But we'll visit many times over the course of this campaign. Thank you for the honor of making the announcement here, and we'll keep in touch. Thank you, Joe.
6: Thank you, and God bless.
1: Joe O'Donohue, Egg Harbor Township Committeeman, and now a formally announced candidate for Atlanta County Sheriff, will be back in just a moment, I believe, with a national guest that I think you're going to be very interested to hear. We'll see how it goes. I'm not telling you until I've got it in, in the bag. This is the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network. 30 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley, three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A world record was set at the Atlantic City Convention Center this weekend in the U.S. Rowing Association uh, Atlantic City Indoor Championships. It was amazing. An Atlantic City firefighter, it's not a minor injury, it's a major injury, fell through the boardwalk. We have the story And I know you know this, but I'm telling you, my eyeballs were popping out of my head. These food prices on the shelves.
5: From the Town New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. The nicest days this week will be today and Wednesday. The other days are in total flops, but we'll have to talk about some clouds, breezes, and raindrops. Mostly sunny and dry today, breezy at times, high of 52 degrees. Clear, cool, and calm tonight, low 31. Turning mostly cloudy and a bit cooler tomorrow, high 48. And early evening rain shower possible tomorrow, too. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today.
0: Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and on the WPG Talk Radio app. We're investing. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: And we are back, and we are expecting uh, a visitor in just a moment. So we'll keep happy thoughts. If you didn't hear the quick announcement on late notice, but it absolutely could not be uh, avoided, Mayor Kane, who was expecting to do his program today, almost always does the program, really never misses, uh, has a work conflict, which is it's a positive thing, uh, and so he will not be able to appear today. Kind of, I regret it at many levels because. Obviously, this will be our last visit with Mayor Kane, unless we do something later in the week, and we can uh, before the Super Bowl. So that um, that would be good. Uh, hold on one second. Let me see. I'm I'm trying to time something out where someone is. Oh, there. Oh, this is great. Chris, I'm going to call you right back. Just hang up. I want to call you from an on airline. line. You're on my private phone. Call you right back, Chris. And he is going to make it, I'm very pleased to say. Let's see if uh, – I'm just going to call Chris. Let's see what we got here. Just take me a second here. So we have each other's private numbers now. We'll fill you in in just a second. I think some have an idea. Could be that he's had a different number. see what happens i just texted him because i called the number he's he's going to call us because he just you heard my phone ring he just called my phone so we're going to be we're going to be good to go here it's going to be christopher ruddy um, who is the chief executive officer and the majority owner of newsmax media obviously unceremoniously and it's just i think it's so readily transparent that that this is a completely a um, Ideological type of situation. There's just no, there's no justifying it. And let me take this moment. Uh, Chris has arrived. Christopher Ruddy, chief executive officer, majority owner of Newsmax Media. So that, you know, you remember from, we've been a fan from the early days, from the the very beginning of a digital platform into what now has become the fourth most highly rated cable news channel in America. And AT&T and DirecTV just getting just I mean, even intellectually honest liberals know I'm not talking about the the, the political um, trolls that 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 celebrate this kind of inequity. The same people that loved it when conservatives are deplatformed and things like that, why all of us should fight for this. And most people know Newsmax, I mean, their viewership is in the many tens of millions, but even if for some reason you're not of that particular ideological philosophy of whatever, governance or whatever, you should fight for this with all your might because if they can do it to them, they can do it to you. And that can that mission creep can happen in many, many different ways. Christopher Ruddy joins the program. Chris, it's Harry. Uh, honored to present you. And uh, it's a terrible situation, isn't it?
11: Well, Harry, first of all, Great introduction, really summed up the situation. Um, You know, Newsmax is one of the largest cable news channels, as you said, and we were just removed by DirecTV, AT&T owns DirecTV. Uh, This is the second conservative channel they've removed in the past year. Remember, they did One America last year. Yep. Meanwhile, they're keeping two liberal news channels. Newsmax is very highly rated. Most of those other liberal channels have no rating or very little viewership. And your Direct TV customers, you pay hundreds of dollars a year for those channels. Newsmax um, sought a little tiny cable fee. Um, We were a new channel, so then you're eligible for fees. Hundreds of systems signed us up last year. And Direct TV says, we're not gonna pay you one penny. You're never gonna get a dime from us. And that was sort of amazing because that puts us out of business as a cable channel because you need to get fees. So they were being very clever, they're not offering it to free, we're not in negotiations with them, they're not, we're interested in negotiations, they don't want to negotiate. Um, There's been a tremendous outcry from Congress and others, and, um, you know, people are calling up uh, DirecTV at uh, the numbers 877 Newsmax to be connected, by the way, 877 Newsmax, and they're calling to cancel. President Trump has called for Americans to cancel both DirecTV and AT&T services, including universe or wireless phones and cell phones and things like that.
1: And, Chris, you have another uh, powerful ally in the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, who has promised House hearings that will cast sunlight on this. And, and it really, in short, it, it's nothing more than political discrimination and censorship. And what I've been saying on this program for more than three decades, Chris, is that and these are indications where we can prove that they choose their ideology over being profitable, being smart to their to their customers, to their to their rate payers, to their to their shareholders. Because why would you not want to do business with the fourth most viewed cable channel in America? Chris, that's bad business.
11: Well, usually, you know, first of all, cable is uh, an industry and satellite TV that's declining, but they are making lots of money. Make no mistake about it. DirecTV made two point seven billion dollars. We're actually asking for a tiny little amount of that. Um, And meanwhile, they keep all of these little channels nobody watches. There's literally 100 channels with less viewership than Newsmax that all get paid and all get big fees that you pay for. You know, Ron DeSantis came out, and he said he believed that Newsmax and One America were being targeted by DirecTV. Um, And he said, you know, isn't it amazing they'll always have an excuse like cost-cutting to get rid of conservative channels but they'll keep all of these liberal channels no one watches exactly exactly and, um, and, and you know a lot of this Harry started after the 20 election uh, Nancy Pelosi's Democrats wrote a letter to AT&T and they demanded to the CEO there that they demanded that Newsmax One America and Fox News be the platform wow and AT&T which does a lot of business with the government has complied it's pretty clear
1: two out of three they
11: removed One America yeah, two out of three. Is Fox next? I don't know. But these guys, you know, the woke culture is pretty amazing. And the fact that they're giving us such demand that they don't give any other cable channel is a serious discrimination. And Kevin McCarthy said that Newsmax and One America were being targeted and discriminated against. And it's true. And I think people need to fight back. And it's either I know not everybody on your thing is um, that listens is is a direct TV. so a lot of them are AT&T. You can call them and call, cancel. Um, we also have with the 877 Newsmax line, you can call Congress and we'll actually connect you to your congressmen or senators if you dial that number, so it's real easy.
1: You're listening to Newsmax's own uh, Christopher Ruddy. Chris, what do you say to your listeners that have direct TV still, AT&T? They haven't, they haven't uh, canceled their service yet, but they want to watch Newsmax. How can they view your station?
11: Well, we do have a free stream, but that's going to end in the coming months. DirecTV knows that. They're telling me, oh, I'll go to the free stream. It's, it's, we're going to be a regular cable channel, and they have to sign up for service. So Dish Satellite, for instance, carries us. They're very happy to have Newsmax. There's dozens of other. Um, if you go to I um, Iwantnewsmax.com, Iwantnewsmax.com. You can find our major providers. We're on every major system now except DirecTV. So there's plenty of places to watch us. And, you know, we're growing fast. So a lot of people are tuning in now, especially during this, this attack on us.
1: Yeah, and I, I agree with you. It's actually, what do they say? Every knock is a boost. And especially because this is so unjust that, I mean, they, they don't have many friends. They have their crazy, loon, liberal friends that are happy. You, you hit the demarcation line, Chris. After the 2020 election, when President Trump, my former boss, and I know you know him very well, when he won, these liberals like Pelosi et al., they said never again. They're never going to allow those platforms to be free. They're going to censor. They're going to ramp down. They're going to ghost. They're going to deplatform if they can eliminate you completely. And that's exactly what they did. Chris, let's do some some math here. You are the fourth highest rated cable news channel in the nation. And and I know a little bit about Nielsen from my business. I, I, I can attest to this. I've looked at the numbers. Newsmax is also a top 20, 16th ranked channel for all of cable in daytime. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Correct. doesn't Direct T V, Chris, pay cable license fees to all top 75 cable channels and to all 22 liberal news channels that it carries? Why not you?
11: It's it's just such a blatant act of censorship and discrimination. I mean, it's so clear that, that what they're doing and they try and they're clever. to they say, "Well, we'll keep Newsmax for free, so they're not going to pay us like everyone else gets paid for our content, So it has no value in their eyes." And second, they know that it. But if we were to accept that offer, we would have to go free on all the other channels, and we'd be effectively demonetized. They they are demonetizing on the big tech. Learn this, you know. You can't close down. Uh, conservative channels, but you can you can on websites, but you can just not run ads. So they've been blocking ads for a lot of them. That's one of the tricks they did learn in big tech. And, um, and this is a and, and you really hit the point on the head. I mean, they want to stop Trump. Newsmax is not Trump TV, but we're very su- open to the president and other candidates, and Ron DeSantis and others. They don't want any coverage, really, of Correct. Him. they Correct. don't want him even covered. That's the issue. You know, we cover him fairly like we cover everyone
1: else. Right. They wanted they want to cover him in a biased fashion. Then they graduated to they don't want him covered at all. I mean, it's it's really it's breathtaking what, what they're trying to get away with. I don't want to litigate this and you're not going to litigate it on our show. But if this was just the Constitution and we looked at equal protection, this is a federally licensed thing. They have a license if they treat one one way and another top performer, exactly the opposite way, in a punitive way, are they putting their license in jeopardy? I would think they are.
11: Uh, I don't know they, if they're ha- they're not regulated as a cable satellite to the degree like um, like a broadcast TV station is regulated, where they do get licenses. But look, they're a very big company. They should be fair and diverse, and yeah. very because Congress doesn't regulate them. And they're they're begging for regulation when they do these things that they have. Why should there only be one conservative channel, Fox, and they have twenty-two liberal news channels? What would yes. what's what's the reason they're doing this? Uh, like you said, you know, what where's the censorship? On that? And they're supposedly for they're for diversity. They're for they're supposedly for diversity, but they're they censorship. They're opposed. We're standing for free speech. We're standing for diversity. Um. And, and they, they don't like the diversity of ideas. That's very clear. I mean, they're you can see it. Of
1: that. It, it. It is, is raw a, political yeah. discrimination and censorship, isn't it, Chris?
11: And they're systematically going after, you know, we're not, they did One America and they got away with it, so they thought they could get away with Newsmax. We really need to get Congress, please call your congressman or senator today and say, you know, please, we need a hearing state on the Newsmax censorship not just what we'll do hearings we're going to do it now what's the date what committee is handling it Um, we need to know and so
1: Why, Chris, I like I like what the speaker is saying. He put now it's Newsmax and it isn't the first one, one as well. And I think America should be able to have a choice in the news. They are able to get choice is being able to actually see it. I would hate to see somebody being kicked off simply because they provide something conservative. So this is a place and we need to look at it. And he has promised hearings on this. And you can imagine if they call these folks. Uh, to a hearing, they're going to look like some of those other silly people uh, that are going to have to answer some pretty tough questions. Do you, what do you think is the end game? Can you win, Chris? Well, we're winning because
11: we're getting the truth out, right, and we're alerting people. So I don't, I can't tell you these companies in the past they would have We wouldn't even have had this issue because our deal was so fair. In the past, we would have been on, and there wouldn't have been an issue. But it's clear that there's a woke agenda, and it doesn't make sense what they're doing, their 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 actions. it's just it's irrational. You have a hundred channels that have lower ratings, than Newsmax, and you're throwing the four. You're getting rid of the fourth highest-rated channel that doesn't that costs you a lot less than any of the most of the other channels. Yes, so yeah. You have to ask yourself, what is the secret agenda? What's the real agenda? And we're seeing this. These the, the companies are working in, in ways that are not rational to their customers.
1: The chief executive officer Chris Ruddy from Newsmax, majority owner of Newsmax Media. I know you've got to go in in, in about a minute. Closing comment for those who are looking at this and saying, "Hey, what's going well, on here? Why, 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 why would they take them off? Uh, it's so obvious. It's political retaliation and censorship because this is not good business for them. It's having you on their platform." is good for their business. They're rooting, they're actually going it's cognitive dissonance. They're going against their own self interests because their ideology seems to trump all else, doesn't it?
11: They removed us and censored us from thirteen million homes. It's a second deplatforming of a conservative channel. They keep dozens and dozens of liberal news and entertainment channels. And they that cost them a lot more and we are fighting back. We strongly encourage you, if you're a DirecTV or at and customer, call. President Trump says to cancel 877-NEWSMAX or call Congress, your congressman and senators. You have two senators. Let them know you want hearings. You want a hearing date. That's 877-NEWSMAX, too, and they'll connect you.
1: Chris, I am rooting for you. Uh, I love the way that you have played this. You've done it just Honestly. You've got a much better story to tell than they do because yours is the truth. Uh, Theirs just collapses under its own insanity. There's no good reason to do this, so it's it's for other reasons. And you've nailed what they are, uh, and I appreciate the opportunity to present you.
11: Well, Harry, we're going to keep you updated on this, and we really appreciate you.
0: And uh, keep fighting, and we'll keep fighting. Thank You, you, sir.
1: You know, Chris. Thank you. Christopher Ruddy, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away.
0: Four ways to improve the health.
1: We are back. And when we come back, it will be wide open forum the rest of the way. 609-407-1450. If I've dropped your call today, I apologize. And I want to try to make up for it this hour. As a case study to what we've been talking about for all of these decades together. When we tell you that cognitive dissonance is real. That businesses out there. Uh, and I'm speaking about these these wacky liberal ones. Uh, I mean look what Disney World did when it got all woke broke and joke. I mean it's just unbelievable what they are willing to do. How it, it's it's like a religion. It's a cult. It's 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 insane. Yeah, let's do this. Let's pay all these lousy liberal stations uh who, who are crappy and do a terrible, you know, uh, job and have horrible viewership. Let's do that, let's take care of them, but but not Newsmax, no.
0: WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. 609. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to
6: congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley.
0: You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank
1: you. Welcome back six minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. And if you've just tuned in You have tuned in wisely to the number one news talk radio station in South Jersey, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All because of you. We know it. And we thank you so very much for it. Uh, As I promised, your phone calls all this hour long. We thank Mayor Kane for the opportunity for me to make up for uh, what we've missed this morning. And I I think I've dropped, I mean, literally dozens of calls today. So I want to make it up this hour. So check in 609 407-1450. Four zero seven fourteen fifty. 1450 Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air.
12: Good morning, Harry. It's a great day in Brigantine. Happy
1: Monday. Thank you for noticing. Yes. Um, um, I, I had originally
12: called to talk about um, uh, Joe Biden and that uh, who was it who said that that uh, uh, Sununu said that Trump couldn't beat him, and and if we have time after what I talk about, maybe we can touch on that. But George Tibbett really set me off, okay? No, I liked what he had to say. I understand. He didn't set me off? Yep. Okay. So if you wanted to destroy a city, here's how you would go about it. You would, And I'm I'm also dovetailing off of these news reports now that there's a 35% poverty rate in Atlantic City, and only 28% of the people who live in Atlantic City own their homes. That means 82% of the residents of Atlantic City rent, okay? Yep. So there's no pride of ownership, which is why Atlantic City looks the way it does. Okay, so if you want to destroy a city, the report also mentioned all these big corporations are buying up all the real estate. So it's driving prices up. So the average person can't afford to buy. They're forced to rent. And then you have the government incentivizing landlords to put Section 8 and low-income tenants in their properties. Why? Well, they get, the, they get the extra money from the government, they get higher rents than they would normally get in the, in the open market, and each month that landlord is guaranteed he's gonna get his check because the government is a bottomless pit of taxpayer dollars. So it's a win-win-win-win for the landlord who doesn't have to live in Atlantic City who doesn't have to look at the blight, who doesn't have to deal with the crime, who doesn't have to get panhandled on every corner and smell pot everywhere. And that's how you destroy a city. Now, you keep the people poor, and when you keep the people poor, you keep them dependent. And that is the only way you, you are able to then dangle the carrot of a better life for them if you vote for us. Because... They couldn't dangle that carrot in front of your face, Harry, because you have a good life. They couldn't dangle that carrot in front of me because I have a good life. I don't need their help. I don't want their help, nor the strings that come with it. But if you purposely keep people poor, living in a horrible city, then you can always dangle that carrot. Just vote for us and we will make your life better but they have a vested interest in never making their lives better. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to dangle the carrot, you see? And, and that, this has been going on for decades. Now, what George Tibbetts said is dead on. It's like when you throw food out to the birds. They're going to keep coming back, okay? I'm going to read your quote from Ben Franklin, one of my all-time favorite quotes of my life. Ben Franklin said, I am for doing good to the poor. But I think the best way of doing good to the poor is not making them easy in poverty, but leading or driving them out of it. I observed that the more public provisions were made for the poor, the less they provided for themselves and, of course, became poorer. And on the contrary, the less that was done for them, the more they did for themselves and became richer. The government, Harry, is making people comfortable in their poverty and that's why they stay in their current state because they know there's always going to be somebody to take care of them they can stay off the grid they never have to worry about paying taxes they never have to worry about getting up and going to work and earning a living like the rest of us they're keeping them in their poverty and then they're able to dangle the carrot just vote for us, and we'll keep taking care of you. Am I wrong,
1: Harry? Well, in theory, no. But then, what happens is, and that's why we were drilling down on all of it with uh, Council President Tibbet. You got to end it, but how do you end it? You shouldn't bring blessed bags with food, clothing, blankets, and and all of that because that's wrong. But then they don't get them out from living under the boardwalk, and it's such a dynamic problem. Because you can't just say go to the rescue mission because you're talking about, in many cases, people that want nothing to do with society. And in some cases, I don't want to you know, categorize because I'm, I'm, I shouldn't and I'm not qualified to. But I know this just from what I've been told over the past more than 30 years that you're dealing with mental illness and things like that. So mental illness and such, you're not going to be at the rescue mission. Uh, so I keep asking people. If not helping the people while they're there, if that's wrong, not getting anybody out of there, that's not happening. How do we solve this? Because I've been saying for more than 30 years, I've been answering the same thing. There, there has not been any solution that's ever occurred here. And I do know this. In many cases, I'm, I'm not aware of the entire profile of residency under the boardwalk, but I know this much. Many municipalities around this state and even beyond this state pay for one way bus tickets and they tell folks, you're going to Atlantic City. They have great social services there. And and the truth is, we do. The county does a phenomenal job running Atlantic City social services. So, Andy, we're citing the problems. And Tibbet was, I think, right on. And I think you're right on. What's the solution?
12: Well, Harry, you know, the late, great Dr. Charles Krauthammer used to talk about this, that many years ago, the liberals got this mindset. They started closing down all these mental facilities. They say, we can't round these people up. We're violating their civil rights. You know, you can't take someone against their will and put them in a mental hospital. We've got to get away from this mindset because we do have a lot of mentally ill people out there And Harry, you know, and the issue with the drugs too. Oh, yeah. You know, we all talk about the drug addiction in this country, and it is a problem. But here's the thing you don't get addicted to drugs unless you choose freely to take that drug for the first time. So the problem, yes, it is drug addiction, but what is the empty hole in so many people's lives? That they believe can be filled only by taking drugs, which makes them take the drugs in the first place to start. And I maintain a lot of it has to do with the fatherlessness rate in this country and the breakup of families.
1: Well, Andy, also I'll give you another. I'll give you another um, uh, profile to this. Some people are just in a lot of pain, and drugs and alcohol takes the pain away. They self-medicate. Uh, there are many reasons for it. Uh, some, I believe that there is heredity. Uh, and I mean, alcoholism, for example, you see many times where there, there's a heredity factor to this. So there are a lot of reasons for it. Uh, I know what you're saying, how you, know, you don't do drugs, I don't do drugs, we don't want to do drugs. I, I, listen, I admit, I'm a control freak. I don't ever want to be out of control. So I don't want to drink. I don't want to do dope. I don't want to smoke weed. I don't want any of that. I don't, I don't, I don't like putting anything... Uh, In my body that that hallucinogenic and and does does this other, you know, stuff, mind altering stuff that these drugs do. But there are people that are extremely sad, uh, very unwell in other ways, and it does take the pain away. It takes them away. Well, Harry, is it a
12: coincidence that in this in, in Atlantic County, you see nothing but rehab facilities, But then you also see billboards promoting pot shops, marijuana dispensaries, okay? There's a reason people put up marijuana dispensaries in this area. You can't drive through Atlantic City without smelling skunk from end to end. And I'm talking about the marijuana smell. all these people are in poverty. 35% of the people in Atlantic City are in poverty, but they sure have money for dope. Well, you know, if they're in poverty and the government is paying for all of their other needs, their housing, their food, whatever, then whatever money they have, they can spend on dope. So they can live off the government. You, you know how. You can get go on government programs if you get on enough of them that you qualify for, and you can bring in six figures a year. I had, I had people living next door to me for five years when I first moved here. I'm in a twin house. I'm side by side. The people on the other side of the wall, It was a man and a woman, our age, Harry. Neither one of them worked. They were getting all kinds of government checks. And all they did all day was drink, smoke like chimneys, chain smokers, and fight. The cops were here three times a week. Yet they had a brand new car. I've had one brand new car in my life. They go out and buy a brand new car. So here I am. I leave my house in the morning and it's dark. And I don't get back until it's dark. Yeah. So I work my rear end off all day and then have to walk past these people when I leave and when I come home. And they haven't left the spot they were when I left. Sitting on the steps, smoking, drinking, cussing, yelling. Their yard's a mess. Shopping carts are on the lawn because they're on Section 8 and they're, they're not here anymore. They, they, they move. But I'm saying, and, and think about me, the guy who, who, who worked all day to earn the money. To, so that it could be taxed in order to pay for people like this. How do you think that makes me feel? But these landlords who put these people in their, in their properties who don't have to deal with that crap on a daily basis, they don't care. They could be a hundred miles away living in the Poconos. They got rental properties in Brigantine, Atlantic City that are a slum. But man, that government check shows up every month for the rent, uh, uh, maybe twice the amount that, that they would get on the open market. And then look at what happens to the city. You can't be incentivizing people to put Section Eight in their in their properties. There has to be some way of, of of finding the landlords. If a landlord has a slum property, it's not being maintained. They need to go to the landlord say, "You either clean up this place, or we're going to sue the
1: pants off." Yeah, you just keep citing the property owner, and each fine is more than the one before it until somebody realizes, "Hey, we got to clean this up." Andy, good conversation. I've got to go, and you made me late. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is the Hurley in the Morning program, 18 minutes past the hour on a very busy Monday. And I talked to Christopher Ruddy briefly after the interview. He sends his best regards. He he commented he loves this audience. Uh, He was very, very kind about you and about us. Uh, Appreciate that. Uh, We'll be back. We have the chairman of the Atlanta County Republican Party. Boy, I'll tell you. You talk about could you get off to a better start? Can you get more things done, more positive things done? Could you have a better first election? I mean, uh, Don Purdy, what are you going to do for an encore? He's next. This is.
0: Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: On a very busy, on a very busy news day, we are joined by the chairman of the Atlanta County Republican Party, my very longtime friend, Don Purdy, the former longtime mayor of Galloway Township. Mr. Chairman, welcome back to Hurley in the Morning. Good morning, Harry. Good morning. So listen,
13: Harold, I'm listening to all the great stuff you got going on. And not just today, but last week as well. You've had some really positive shows. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to to talk about is the election process. We have a a ticket, like you had said, that is a great ticket um, for the Republican Party. And I think having a lot of people interested in running is a positive thing for the Republicans as well. Um, you know, our counterparts, they're, you know, they have it on Facebook. They're looking for candidates. You know, we have a great bench in Atlanta County, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, good leadership. You know, Vince Palestina and Claire and Don, you know, our county executive, you know, Dennis Levinson, you know, Denny has been there for a very long time. He he wins by huge numbers. And um, I think that when you talked about it earlier, about the, the, the slate that's coming down the path, It's it's tremendous.
1: I think it's one of the I'm not just saying this as a registered Republican. You know me. I I don't make stuff up. I think it's one of the strongest tickets that we've ever had.
13: Well, and I think that if you look at the legislative side, it was a two year short term. The assembly obviously runs for two years, but the Senate, you know, it's a two four series and the stuff that our legislative office has gotten accomplished uh over the last um you know 15 16 months that they've been really active Uh, actually before that because before the senator actually was even in he was working and you know having people call his cell phone and so forth which you know because you've shared it on the air uh to have a engaged audience like that is is tremendous um you know they they go to trenton all the time they 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 don't miss meetings and they're available to the public. I mean, um, you know, they were just out in Brigantine doing community events for the seniors, for election stuff. Um, that's part of what it is. And they remember they would always say they'd be there for the public, and they have shown that. So, you know, I, I'm trying to build a, a party uh, off of what uh, Chairman Davis uh, uh, built for years. And I think that we're we're really in a positive spot, Harry.
1: Without a doubt. And the other thing that I think is also very positive and I'm not saying this to be unkind to Mike Suleiman. I've been very good to him, but they're, they're basically resorting to begging people to run. You actually have bench strength. You, you have people, uh, that, that want to be a part and that want to participate. I really think that the other side is looking at it right now in Atlanta County. Like this team is like the New York Yankees or something, and they're the minor leagues and they're not going to go in there to get slaughtered. Uh, so they're having a heck of a time, I understand, fielding candidates. Uh, against uh, well, a number of the candidates. And I think that speaks to the success of the past several election cycles where Republicans have done very, very well, Chairman.
13: Absolutely, Harry. Um, you know, when you look at certain articles that come out and want to give, uh, you know, passes to certain districts, you um, The Camden machine is not giving a pass to anybody in our area. And if they want to take some more money and waste it, that's fine. Um, But this dirty politics that's going on over and over and over again. You know, I was talking with the senator and I'm like, we have to tell the people, here we go. It's like the movie set. They're getting ready to do a new episode of of uh, the Camden Republican machine in Atlanta County. And it's always filled with lies. Mailers, dirty mailers, fills your mailbox up. Um, Why don't we start talking about positive stuff? Positive stuff that you want to do for your community. And I think it resonates with the voters a lot better than all this, um, you know, fiction fairy dust stuff that they they print out and mail to people thinking that the 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 voters are believing it because obviously over the last several elections you see it they're not buying that anymore harry no they the, the voters are educated social media is keeping them up on everything that's going on and the democrats put things out there um that stretched the truth so far, I mean, look when they were just calling Claire Swift, they were told she was responsible for killing kids. the most ridiculous thing I can't and believe-
1: as you know, they did that to Senator Palestina too in the past, yep, but the let, House- let me ask you this mayor do you or, and you were, mayor chairman Chairman Don Purdy of Atlanta County, do you believe that the strength of Senator Brown winning the seat Senator Palestina winning the seat Senator Palestina Palestina beating Their uh, multi, multi, multi year uh, member of the legislature, uh, former Assemblyman Vince Mazio, of Mayor Guardian and Claire Swift sweeping the other two uh, legislative seats, the assembly seats and the strength up and down the ballot that the millions of dollars that my friend George Norcross and others would make possible for the Democrats. That doesn't seem like it's there like it was in the past. Am, Am I Am I reading that correctly, or do you disagree with what I said? No, I absolutely
13: 100% agree. Uh, The bridges that our legislative office has made in the last uh, several months um, with people that were naturally against them because somebody told them to be against them, when they actually see what they do in Trenton and what they're doing for the community and what they're doing for their constituents is huge. And they're, you know, just like the voters, um, them those people that spend all that money are seeing, and they're weighing their investment out, Harry um, can only tell somebody to look in the dark and throw money at it for so long before them opening their eyes and realize what they're doing. And, you know, if you look between district eight and district two, um, I believe the number was probably somewhere around $14 million, uh $15 million. They spent for them two seats and they lost heavily them two seats. Yep. So the people, I mean, that money came from somewhere and, Uh, You know, if it's if it's a PAC money, somebody's you know donating to the PAC. If it's a if it's a union that's doing it, that that, you know everybody has to answer to somebody. And I believe that their rope is a little short on that.
1: Yeah, it's it's a bad investment that you're not going to keep making if it doesn't pay any dividend. Obviously, and I've been saying it for a number of years. I pray for the county executive's health, and I've been doing that for decades because uh, when he's not on the ballot for that position. They're really going to come after that one when you have a county that has like ninety nine point some percent of its bonding capacity available. The amount of borrowing that Democrats would be able to do uh, Levinson staying well and staying in that position is one of the most critical things in our county, chairman, because if, you, if they took if the other side took the Atlanta County executive position, they could build from that. Then it's the freeholder board and then it's the legislative seat. That is to me, that's one of the um, the obviously state senator from District two is the most important in the state, in my view. And that Atlanta County executive seat is so critical, chairman.
13: You're, you're, you're absolutely right, Harry. Um, uh, the county executive realizes that um, our Republican Party realizes that. And I will tell you, the independents and the Democrats that continually vote for Denny Levinson realize that. Um, because, you know, we are outnumbered by Democrats the Republicans. So it is the independents and the, and the, and the left, uh, or excuse me, right leaning Democrats that make these, these elections. And Dennis Levinson has huge turnouts and it's not for, um, uh, a, uh, a, a luck. I mean, this happens election after election after election. And the commissioner board does a great job as well. And I think that's why you see that they're under Republican leadership when a lot of these towns, um, put them forward to run. You know, I think there's only three towns out of the 23 that are democrat controlled
1: in Atlanta County. Yeah, and you know what's interesting that just the comparison and you can tell the difference between a party that has vitality and one that's just really, you know, gasping for air. They have to go seek, search and find candidates. Here you have pe- multiple people That want to run for the same thing. I mean, there's actually bench strength and vitality even at times. And I think we're going to see it in the sheriff's race, for example, and maybe who knows in the in the commissioner at large, uh, not the Risley seat, I wouldn't think. But maybe the other one where you actually will have contested races. So that's I mean, that's a healthy that's a healthy thing.
13: It is, Harry, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, not to go backwards, but, you know, one of the things that we try not to do, as much as you know that I don't see eye to eye with the Democrat uh, chairman, but, you know, you, you just can't go out and deliberately attack the Senator and think that the Senator wants to deal with you. And, and I think that, you know, people get so used to politics being a way of life that they forget about, you know, person to person, human relationships. And, you know, you can only, you only can only trash somebody or beat somebody up so much. And then they don't want to work with you anymore, Harry. And I think that that's one of the things when you have to reach across the aisle, that the strength is personality.
1: And by the way, nobody can say uh, you could say it, but you'd be lying. Nobody could say and be telling the truth that Palestina hasn't been working, uh playing. He's if it was your report card when you were a child and you used to get the letter grade and then you might get that other little analysis on your report card that would say uh, Don plays well with others. Vince plays well with others. I mean, come on. I know that certain judicial seats are Republican and certain ones are Democrat, but there have been other examples uh where Senator Palestina has certainly shown an ability to work with the other side of the aisle. He has effectively worked with Governor Murphy when and where he can without abandoning his, you know, obviously his conservative philosophical philosophy of governance. And his record is 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 one to be applauded. He's he has had a very effective time. And I can make the case because I've covered them all uh, from Gormley to the present Uh He's been the well, Gormley was also able to work very well with the other side. But we'll say in recent times, Palestina has worked very well when he can with the other side a lot more than they've been willing to this way, if you know what I'm saying. So that's to his credit. That's not to his criticism. That's to his credit.
13: Absolutely. And that's kind of what I try to explain. Sometimes it's hard, you know, the governor as well as. Uh, he might be a nice guy to have a, a beer with. Uh, you know, his his policies don't line up with ours at all. But he's the only man in the state that has the checkbook. And to bring back what the people of Atlanta County, Republicans, independents and as well as like Democrats, put them in office to do. You have to bring back what you need to do. But don't don't let anybody kid yourself. You know, the senator is a true Republican. I've known the guy almost all my life. And. You know, he is the person that needs to turn around in Atlanta County. You know, they don't understand it in Trenton how important Atlanta County is because they just can't understand how there's a Republican senator.
1: Well, here's the thing. He is a Republican. He is a conservative. He doesn't have to apologize or explain that to anyone. But what he's also shown is the promise he made as a candidate is how he's governing. He ran in order to get things done. And we have a Democratic governor. We have a Democratic Senate. We have a Democratic, I was going to say House, but Assembly. So that means you have to play with the other side or you're going nowhere. You won't get any legislation passed. You won't get any appointments. And I will i will—I will say this with absolute certainty. That out-of-town lady would be the prosecutor right now. And then Katie, bar the door. Uh, you would have all kinds of freaky judicial appointments that wouldn't look anything like what Palestina was able to negotiate directly with the governor. The two new, uh, both Rob Herman, uh, who I think is a Democrat, by the way. Uh, Palestina didn't have to do that one. Uh, and Rebecca Lafferty, who I know is going to be fabulous uh, for administrative law judge. Uh, you, you go up and down the uh, the scorecard, uh, Palestina has shown how you do it. He's a case study in how you get things done.
13: And And the other thing, Harry, is they outspend us. You know, probably seven to one. And that's a difficult uh, task. And, you know, we have to do a lot of fundraising, which, you know, I might add, you are helping us. Uh, I got you emceeing our, our event. We're doing a Reagan dinner at the, at the resorts. Um, that's the kind of things that we need to do to be able to compete with them, because the pocketbook just keeps opening up over and over
1: and over for the Democrats. It just comes. They don't even have to work for it. <laughs> our Republicans have to work It's true. It's a really good point. Chairman, great to visit with you. Let's keep in touch, my friend. Thanks, Harry. You have a great day. Real pleasure. Thank you. Atlanta County Republican Party Chairman Don Purdy. When we come back, Bob is the next caller because he waited the longest and you can be after that. We have one open phone line at 609-407-1450. It's early in the morning on WPG. Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one. News Talk radio station, all because of you. And you've done it again and again and again. And we thank you for it. Here's a little word about my friend Brian Kilmeade. He's coming up in about, what, uh, 29 minutes.
12: Hi, everyone. Brian Kilmeade here. Coming up on the big Monday edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show, acclaimed sports writer John Eisenberg will be here to preview the Super Bowl matchup. Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. The New York Post, Michael Goodman, weighing on a New York's worsening migrant problem. All of that coming up Monday, Brian Kilmeade Show.
0: Brian Kilmeade is next at 10 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's number one talk station
1: that would be true thank you 43 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the morning program you heard from Brian Kilmeade he's uh popping by in about what 23 minutes from now back to your calls which right now you'll get a busy signal at 609-407-1450 but we'll try to work through that and open up some phone lines for you Bob good morning welcome
0: Hey, good
14: morning, Harry. Uh, you know, Andy's call so reinforces what the great Ronald Reagan said about government. You know, government is not the answer. Government's the problem. And it's so illustrative. Again, Andy's neighbors, you know, they get rewarded for, for doing nothing, for being lazy. And Andy works from sun up to sundown. And what, what happens to him? Well, he gets punished with excessive taxation and, you know. So, but... <clears throat> Anyway, Harry, I uh, just want to talk real quickly about the Eagles. And one, just an interesting story I have. The most famous play in Eagle history, right, is, is the Philly special. Yeah. And the, uh, the quarterback's coach told this story. John Filippo, did a great job with Wentz and with Nick Foles that year. Well, they practiced that play a lot during the Super Bowl week. And they practiced it like, like five or six times, right? Couldn't get it right. They, uh, the ball was underthrown, was overthrown. The exchange between the running back, who was Corey Clement, and, and Trey Burton, the tight end that threw the pass, that didn't go right. They fumbled on it. So the offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, you know what he did? He threw his hands up. He said, that's enough. I noticed things going to work in the game.
1: So. Yeah, you end, you, you stop simulating at that point and just realize that you've got good hands, people. By the way, I'll never forget, and I'll tell you, it's one of, you know, they say you give till it hurts. I gave away a piece from my personal collection, which I'm very happy. It, it went for a, a handsome amount in, in our silent auction at our annual dinner that you're always at. And I had the whole thing, the Philly special broken down it was an enormous beautiful frame piece it had the whole play deconstructed you could see each phase of it and what i'll never forget all of it was great but Foles brought that ball in like a receiver all, all kidding aside tom brady has two cinder block hands as a receiver in the same game they threw to each quarterback Brady's, that was a bad throw, but it was high, but still, it bounced off his hands like he had two brick frozen hands. You know, Foles you know. had hands. I mean, he just quieted the ball as it touched both of his hands. You knew it was sure handed. You knew he had it. He was completely untouched. I, I think it's the greatest play. I know there are many plays that, you know, you could, you could bring up. I think it's the greatest play in Super Bowl history, especially considering that the underdog Eagles against the overdog New England Patriots and the the GOAT, Tom Brady, all of that. It, it, do you agree it's the greatest play in Super Bowl history? Oh,
14: it, it had to be, Harry, because yes. it, it was fourth down. It was yes. fourth down. The whole game changes if they don't make that. Correct. It, you know, the, the, the other important factor of that play, Foles needed to be a good actor because – on that play, the Patriots had a stand-up linebacker lined up right against them. Okay, so he had to sell to the linebacker the fact that he wasn't he wasn't going out for a pass because if he would have gone out in in, in <clears throat> for for a pass right away, that linebacker would have gone with him. But he sold it to the linebacker. The linebacker that you know just crashed the line of scrimmage and, and Foles was gone.
1: Yeah, nobody was, covered him. <clears throat>
14: Correct. As soon as that linebacker bit, it was over. Yep. You know, it was over. The play was was, was going to be successful because Foles, was, there's was nobody on him.
1: Bob, I got, I got to get the last break in. If you can hold, I do want to continue because I want to get your pick. The Eagles are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, are they going to do it? I don't even think the point spread matters. It's, you know, a point-and-a-half. You know, if you win the game by a point, then it matters. But I think that the game will be decided – by two points or more. So I think the point spread is almost like a pick em. But are the Eagles... Simple question. I don't know if the answer is simple. But are the Eagles going to do it? This much I will say. They're the better team. There have been years where Kansas City, I would say, is a better team than the Eagles. Honestly, the, the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 52 five years ago, uh, which was the 2017 season, the Super Bowl in 2018, they, um, they were a better team than the Eagles, but not that day. The Eagles are the better team, but are they going to win the game? We'll get your take on that next with Bob. This is
0: early in the morning. WPG talk radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station.
2: I've told you about my lower back pain and how kneeling in church on Sunday was becoming nearly unbearable. Sebastian Gorka here. I've also told you about how Relief Factor has helped almost eliminate my pain. Now, let me tell you what Robert in California says about his experience with Relief Factor. Robert writes, I didn't think Relief Factor was working until I ran out mid-month. After about three days, the pain was back to where it started. It was a great test for me to see how much Relief Factor really works. Three weeks from now, you could be doing the things you enjoy doing and living the life you love. Your first step to becoming pain-free from aches and pains from daily living could be just to order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. After trying Relief Factor, over half a million people have gone on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out about this offer. That's relieffactor.com. Or call eight hundred the number for relief. Feel the difference with Relief Factor
0: when you need to know. It's WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five.
1: All right, let's see if Bob Progner knows who's going to win the game this Sunday.
0: Well,
14: well, Harry, you know <laughs> you, you can't know. You just can't know. Uh,
1: uh, you know the. All right, let me reduce the. Um, the pressure because you're right. You can't know. Uh, but we do know this much. The Eagles have just completely just demolished both of their playoff opponents. And I don't necessarily expect that. Now we could go into all these little idiosyncrasies. Andy Reed has one of the finest records in the history of the NFL when he has the extra weeks so of the bye week the extra week to prepare, uh, Eagles though also have a great record when they get the extra week off. So we won't say what we know because we don't know. I've been open look, I I think there was a scenario where San Francisco uh could have given the Eagles a very, very, you know, hard way to go. It just it's just one of those things that didn't go that way. Uh so we'll say what we think. I'm willing to say I think, and I strongly believe that the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that as a fanatic. I'm saying it as the same guy that 20 weeks ago said that the Eagles and the Chiefs were going to be in the Super Bowl, which is exactly as it has turned out. My calculus also has factored in Bob that I don't think Mahomes is going to be anywhere near 100%. Now of course he might go bananas out there and make me look silly with this comment, but I think that the Eagles are going to get at him. Uh the defense. I think you're going to agree. I hope you're going to agree, because if not, I'm hallucinating, and I I didn't think I was. But the Eagles' defense has really improved during the playoffs, even. Uh, and that's right. I said playoffs. Uh, so I'm I'm of the belief that the defense is stout. The offensive line is terrific. Jalen Hurts is an elite quarterback. Best two receivers in the league. Best two corners in the league, number one defense in the league, a credible run. I mean, why shouldn't they win this game? I'm saying they're going to win, Bob.
14: I so said two years ago, Tampa Bay's defense won the Super Bowl against Kansas City. The defense won it, not, not Tom Brady. Tom Brady had a, an okay game. That defense was is very reminiscent of what the Eagles have now, and the Eagles are better. You know, their 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 sack totals, their their defensive front is a lot better than Tampa
1: Bay's now. Go go back in time. How much better is this Eagles team? Now you know it doesn't matter because the Eagles team of five years ago won the Super Bowl. That's all that mattered. I think New England was clearly a better team, but the Eagles were better that day. I think this is an infinitely better Eagles team than the Eagles team that won the Super Bowl. I realize that's probably... So what are you saying that for? It doesn't matter. It's not five years ago. But I'm just comparing the team. This is a much better team than that team. Do you agree?
14: Oh, absolutely. Because, look, look, Tom Brady put up over 500-yard passing yards on on that defense. That that would never happen to this Eagles defense. Uh, You know, we... Uh, you know, Brady lit 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 our defense up. It's just Nick Foles had a once in a lifetime game, right? <laughs> and, yes, he did. You know, but uh, no, th- this team is is much more complete, much much better. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, and again, we 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 should win, but. That's why they play the game, right? Right, uh,
1: I ha- but I have to say, Andy Reid's a great coach. He's been there what two years in a row. Won the one two years ago, uh, and obviously was competitive last year. Uh, I'm not saying he knows Philadelphia because he's been gone a long time now, but you know there is something too. He's pretty familiar with certain things. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't count out. I'm not trying to have my cake and eat it too, Bob. But I don't count out. Kansas City Chiefs they're very good to great football team oh absolutely and I'm going to tell you right now contain Kelsey I don't mean our center I mean his brother contain Travis Kelsey and do what you can to contain Mahomes because he's very tough to contain I even think with the high ankle sprain he's tough to contain he just has a, a magician's wand about him but if you contain them we win
14: well, you know, Andy Reid's got—he—he's going to learn from what happened with that Tampa game. He'll learn from that, uh, and he's got a great record with with a bye week. Cal Avery also has a, a, a pretty bad history in big games. He has not coached well in big games during the game. I mean, you know, look, look at that—look at that New England Super Bowl that we we lived through with Andy oh, yeah. Reid. And, you know, the 10-minute the drive when they were down by 10 points. Okay. Yes. You know, Bill Bill Belichick was on the other sideline. And he said to one of his assistants, right, as the game was winding down, do these guys pointing to Reed, do these guys know that they're, that they're behind?
1: Yeah. Th- 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 that they need two scores and not just one? Right. Oh, I right. tell you, as a fan, just watching that torturous drive, and you got to give Belichick credit. Because they were playing a very smart prevent defense, but they weren't giving up a lot. And they, they they made the Eagles, with what they were giving them, take it and just evaporate the time off the clock. It was one of the most frustrating things ever. And the Eagles still had a chance to win the game.
14: You know, again, there's there so many variables here, and you know, the, 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 like you said, Harry, it's it's a point and a half, and in, in, that's really kind of meaningless, isn't it? So, yes. uh, it, it, you know. You just let let's see what happens. You know, I can't I can't pick against the Eagles. That's for sure. Oh, you know, I can't that,
1: wait. I I have know. I have travel plans, no but I am getting back at least three hours before this begins. We're assembling the same group of people. They're going to be in their same chairs. This is the whole playoffs. I've achieved this. Everybody's committed to it again, and I just I I really just want to see the Eagles do it second. Uh, Super Bowl. Cause you know, remember all the years they would have the Dallas Cowboys and the real rings, then they would have the Eagles and it would have like the children, uh, ring pops, you know, uh, cause Eagles never had, they had a, they had a world championship in 1960, but not, not a Super Bowl. Uh, so to now have multiple and, and by the way, when is the last time the Dallas Cowboys have won a Super Bowl? Are we talking in the nineties? Aren't we?
14: Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Been 28, 28 years yeah. since they've been to a Super Bowl, and you know Jerry Jones had the, the goal last week to say that the the Rams last year bought a Super Bowl. That was correct, but then he said the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, bought a Super Bowl this year, and they they mortgaged their future. Now he's totally clueless. The Eagles have two number one draft picks this year. Yeah. Okay. They they didn't mortgage their future at all. No. Nope. You know, Dallas. Is paying paying Dak Prescott like some crazy number, like fifty million a year or something, for a you know, a little above average quarterback, <laughs> okay? So <laughs> you know. So anyway.
1: Let me uh, let me jump, Bob, uh happy uh happy Sunday. I think it's gonna be great. I hope it is. Uh, we didn't, thank God, we didn't talk about that silly flag football. I put it on for one minute. It was so unserious. I just had to, it, it just didn't resemble the greatest show on turf, the NFL. It was, they got to, they got to stop that. If they think that was good, uh, somebody's got to get psychoanalyzed. It was awful. Uh, to be continued, my friend. Well, I don't want to out a good friend, but he fell for this stupid, inter- Don't unless I write it, OK, or one of my colleague uh, content creators don't believe some of this crap. Hi, Heather. Some of this crap that you read. OK, like Andy Reid fired Nick Sirianni Sirianni in 2015. No, he did not. It's it's such fool's gold. You want to believe it's true because it's such a great storyline. But Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni are one year separated. Sirianni was gone. And Reed came a year later. Andy Reid did not fire Nick Sirianni. My good friend fell for the Internet uh, meme that looks like it looks too good to be true, right? It looks like it's got to be true, except it's not. I have no less than 50 five zero listeners I have had to uh, – uh, Harry, look at this. Reid fired Sirianni. Could there be any more storylines to how exciting this is going to be? Except it's not true. You're going to close things out. Go right ahead. Welcome. Do I have to, Does it have to be football? No, 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 no. This is open okay. forum.
15: Okay. I got uh, – yeah, I, I've been busy doing things. I'm sorry. But what I want to say is I got calls. I got a call from Israel. My ex-husband is an Israeli. And he said the whole world is so skeptical of Joe Biden and his behavior and what he does or doesn't do. It's it's like the it's like the world Harry is a laughing stock at Joe Biden. Oh, it horrible, is horrible, horrible, horrible. It is. I mean, just the weakness and the unseriousness. He is anti-American. He is—he's totally, totally anti-American. Doesn't give a hoot about protecting this nation, and uh, because when the relatives call me, ex-relatives, well, we're still friends. It's always <laughs> on a Saturday or Sunday. Ex, I and like it's that. A, it, You like that? Yeah, I did. No, it's—they're fine people. I know. And they—they they cannot believe, just like they couldn't believe Obama would let the world know and let the terrorists know. When we were coming in, how many troops? What kind of weaponry? He lets it all, lets the whole thing out of the bag. You yep. couldn't believe it. But now it's worse because. Well, remember, we, have-
1: we weren't. We were never going to find out about this balloon. The reason we know that, it, I mean, at several levels. One, they lie about everything. But even if you don't believe that, four months ago they admit there was another one. They didn't tell us about that, and they didn't tell us for five or six days until a civilian spotted this uh, Chinese spy balloon. There's no way to look at this other than Joe Biden, let that plane or rather that spy balloon travel Alaska, then through the continental United States, five military bases all the way through and out South Carolina. And we shoot it down after the CHICOMs get every bit of intelligence that, that, that they wanted to get. Uh, it, it should be actionable. It should be criminal. What, what they've been doing. And then their excuse was, oh, Trump did it three times or th- four times. I mean, t- at the end of today, it's going to be 10 times. They all came out, Radcliffe, the DNI, Bolton, who hates Trump, Trump himself and 10 or 20 other people. It never happened. They lie even about that for cover. They're disgusting. Let me end on a somber note. Uh, the death toll is now over 2000 in Turkey and Syria. I have a very dear friend, Uh, who's from Syria, he's a great American, beautiful, beautiful man. He's got to be in a lot of pain. Uh, There are people just under tons of rubble. Pray for them.